Welcome to another edition of Banter and Babble. I am the Dude79, and joining me always, my esteemed colleague, Mr. Fanboy Tone. Mr. Fanboy Tone, what's going on, dude? Not a whole lot, man. Not a whole lot. There is a, there's something about you. You just seem like you're a much happier person. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, definitely. I might be tired, but I'm in a way different place mentally these days. A That's better a place sure. mentally. That is all we could really ask for. That's you know, right. He's no longer, uh, he is still a douchebag, but he's not a fucking, oh, a fucking douchebag. Yeah, I'm going to be a curmudgeon. He's, yeah, I mean, you're just, you're going to be the old guy yelling out his window and telling the kids to get off his lawn and all that shit. You're still a prick, but you're not a douchebag. And that is a big step, dude. I'm glad that we have the definitions out. I am super proud of you. Thank you. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy. I know you've been really digging your new job. You're yeah. digging the environment. It's just a completely different atmosphere. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, now nah, he's still a fu- <laughs> Cuddles knows the truth. That's he my knows boy. He's still a fucking D-bag. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, I love Cuddles. Always calling it like he sees it. But here we are, Tone. It is Wednesday night. It is Wednesday night. We've got some beers. We've got some stuff we want to talk about. We've got some great topics. We've got, um, yeah, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about tonight. As per usual. As per usual. Um, before we hop into everything, uh, we should probably talk about a cool new thing that is now available to our viewers. Yeah, we finally have something that has been... You know, there's a few things that we get very often about, hey, do this or we can you do this or adjust this or whatever. Um, yeah, Magus knows. Magus knows. Magus is out too. Um, but yeah, we finally got something King Cuddles. Probably the guy that's been saying it for the longest time. Yes. Just a step in the right direction. You guys ready for this? More to come. Should I do it? You go ahead and do it. I'm gonna do it. Boom. Yes. If you want to rep the B and B brand. You can now do that. You can click that link. You can head on over, check out the shirt, check out the mug. Very slim pickings right now in terms of what we have available for our friends. But right now, we're really happy with, with how these look. We will obviously expand upon the different types of uh, merchandise uh, that you can purchase. But right now, it's uh, pretty simple. But I, I'm really kind of digging the look. I'm really kind of digging the look. You know, we are big fans of the chibi heads of uh, our uh Steam little guys so yeah it's uh pretty fantastic no but yeah sorry guys no g-strings banana hammocks yet you know we're just gonna <laughs> test we're, we're getting our uh our feet wet here with uh stream elements as per usual i know uh cuddles has been looking at some other sites for some other merch and um you know eventually down the road we're gonna do the same too but just so the folks out there that have asked us constantly now we have at least a t-shirt out there down the road we want you know different types you know, and uh, next after this step, then we're gonna talk talk about channel uh, channel. What is it? The 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 channel currency? What is the? Uh, brain, oh, the my brain the just points, stopped. The channel, channel points. Channel points. We're, we're gonna points. work on some ideas for those two. Be that, better because Josh is, is running out of patience. Yeah, so is a six piece nug. So <laughs> uh, we got, we got some ideas, but we you know we have to adapt to the format of the show as well too. So if y'all have ideas that would fit good with the flow of the show. For channel points, hit us up in any of our DMs and Discord. We'd love to hear some thoughts from y'all as well, too. You know, in, in six months down the road after the merch, you know, here we are. So we'll, we'll get to the points. We'll get to the points. Yeah, we'll get to them at some point. But in honor, in, in celebration. In celebration. Of the merch ch- store. Uh, the merchant store is now available and available for all of you. Tonight's giveaway, we're going to let one of you choose a shirt or a, a mug. Yeah. So the giveaway will begin now. Exclamation point enter 
to get in, and it is live right now. And if you win, you get to choose between a shirt and a mug. Or a mug. We're really, really, really excited about that. Really excited about that. So, hope you guys can. Hey, Mystic Mike Live. There he is. What's going oh, on, Mystic? Oh, oh, what is, what is he doing? There he is. What's up, buddy? <laughs> he's very excited. He's, he's very excited. He's live. What up? What up? <laughs> Hope everything's good on your end, Mystic. I know he's had a he's had a hell of a week. Yeah, so. he's had a heck of a week. So we're all th- we're thinking about you and the fan, man. Hope everybody's feeling better. So yeah, hopefully he's doing. I know Tricky Regents in the chat. He's had uh, some wild stuff going on uh, back at home. Hopefully he's doing well. I didn't get a chance to talk to him today. Uh, work sucked today. I don't even know Tricky. Were you even working today? All I know is work sucked today. I was most displeased. Uh, with work this you've, week. You've been, had a work week, too. so It's been trash. But, yeah, seriously, guys. Uh, no, oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. Well, you know, I'm still thinking of you, Tricky. Uh, do you have a command for the link to the uh, – yes, it's exclamation point merch. Exclamation point. Merch. merch. Merch, merch. That will pop up the link. You can also scroll down right here on Twitch. If you scroll down, you'll see uh, in the about section where, like, our rules are and stuff, you'll see a link there as well uh, to check out – the merchandise. The merch. The so merch. really, really excited about that. Um, and uh, we appreciate any of you that do decide to uh, put down some cash for some B&B swag. And like I said, this is just the first uh, a couple of items that we've got ready to go. We'll definitely you know, work on the um, the hoodies. Uh, we've got iPhone cases. I think you can do There's some other goofy-ass shit in there. G-strings. Uh, G-strings. Um, we're, we're working on those. It's kind of yeah, hard to get yeah, by yeah. that on, on stream uh, elements. Yeah. But. So, so, Hey, thank you everybody. It's already, it's already popping off out there. We appreciate you being here. If you want to see Rin job, uh, week two is going well, just continuing to learn, but enjoying that office life. Really it's am office space I, life. Some, man. some fantastic people I work with. You know, you can watch me, the movie so. office space. Man, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. So, I can relate to that. It's funny because so, I, I'm not, of course, Office Space is great, but, and I'm not really an office show mm-hmm. like everybody else is. It's just, mm-hmm. I've, I've tried to get into it. I enjoy parts of it, but it's not like, I'm not like everybody else rabid about the show, but I am a workaholics guy. And the best way I can equate some things that I see and do when I walk in there always goes to that workaholics look. And of course, it'll never be as crazy as that, but I wish I had a Montez in my room. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally get it now. You do, you do, you do see, the different type of people and how that works and stuff like that. But fortunately with a lot of the people I'm working with are really, really awesome. So that's good. That's, that's really, really good to hear, man. I'm, I'm really happy for you. Like I said, I can just tell your uh, attitude is you're just, you're just beaming every time. Yeah. I I'm see not you complaining now. about work every two minutes. Yeah, and you're, not, you're not getting th- your life threatened. My life isn't getting shit. threatened. You so. know, I think I'm going to start texting you during the day and be like, I'm going to fucking kill you just to kind of keep it going. Which, you know? That is the weird part for me, speaking of which, um, and thank you for that. But If you tell me somebody actually texts you, I'm going to be really No, I know. I got three people that are telling me that every day. But uh, it's just weird because I don't have the ability to actually use my phone, at least not right now while I'm training, and I don't want to be that guy, the new guy going, hey, sorry, I'm a little busy over here. can't answer you. Somebody in the Discord's talking. So bear with me. It's going to take me a while to acclimate, of course. But, you know, uh, honestly, I'm, I'm pretty busy those four hours that those two chunks of the day, like mm-hmm. I really can't get to my phone. I, it's a pretty nonstop uh, pace that's going on, which, and it's a good, it's a good uh, setup for that though, but I just can't play on my phone. Uh, I think t- Cuddle's uh, question is valid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. no one gives All a right. fuck about your job. What the fuck are we drinking, Tone? What are we drinking? Because this is we're talking this about. This is White Chocolate Blonde out of Grand Armory Brewing, uh, Brewing Company. I don't know if you've had this uh, half-assed. This is, this, give, you get a lot of Pigeon Hill vibes out of this. 
It is delicious. I had this the other night, and I want to make sure that dude got to try a sample of these as well, too. It is too. so good. It is very, it very is good. It is so good. And then we're going to follow up with the Sagatuck Brewing. The And this is not a shandy I've had. It's the Blueberry Lemonade Shandy. Shenanigans. Because if there's one thing that I love about summertime, it's those shandies. And mm. it's not a line in Kugels. I'm always a big fan of like lemonade. I've always been a big fan of lemonade, especially like when you, you don't go like flavored lemonade, light, like, like strawberry lemonade, oh, or raspberry yeah. lemonade, oh, yeah. blueberry lemonade. Sounds kind of sexy. Or a real Arnold Palmer, like brewed yeah, iced tea and like a good lemonade. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty hot. Uh, quick reminder for next week's show, we will be talking about Mortal Kombat. That drops Friday. Don't fucking forget. HBO Max. Mortal Kombat's coming out. I know there's a video, uh, there's a couple of video sites that have the first seven minutes. I have not watched it yet. I'm going to try to skip that. Uh, but the reviews on it are, yeah, seven minute trailer. Reviews on it are, are decent, but you know, kind of what I expect for a Mortal Kombat sitting at about 65 last time I saw on Rotten Tomatoes, which is good for a Mortal Kombat movie, I have to say. I mean, for I think a the other video ones, game for movie. a video game movie in general. Uh, that's pretty good. So really excited I, to see. I just don't think the critics are really going to get it either. So yeah, there, yeah, there was a couple that were like, you know, you know, the the reviews I like the most are like uh, the ones that are like, you know, if you're a fan of the games, you're probably going to love this movie. And I'm just like, perfect. Yeah, I want gratuitous violence. I don't that's give all a I shit. Want. I just want to see fatalities. I'm, it's going to be like when I play the games, I buy the game and I just go through all the fatalities and then I delete the game. I, I'm just there for the fatalities. That's all I want to see. Confirm. In the movie. I just want to see fatalities. That's all I really want to see. So that's what we'll be talking about next week. We'll also be talking about Falcon, the finale, uh, and then whatever else comes up. But Mortal Kombat is the main point of discussion for next week so far in terms of movies. So definitely going to be checking that out. Um, Anything else going on with you, man? Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, nope, not a whole lot. You know, God, we, we can, <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, I am, I, you know, we talked about gaming a little bit briefly. Um, I'm not playing a whole lot right now, just because of the sleep schedule, trying to get used to. But we are excited for. And we'll, probably, we'll probably dive in a little preview we'll next, do a little preview next, next week. week. But uh, Returnal, some more information came out today. and Returnal starting to sound like a lot of fucking fun, you guys. A lot of fucking yeah. fun. Returnal is starting to sound like it could be a pretty cool game uh, from Housemark. Uh, you know, like I said, I've always enjoyed Housemark. Their games have always been awesome. But this is a big step for them into a third-person action game. Where They mentioned in an article that, or a thread of, uh, of tweets um, that gameplay is still king for them. And that's... That's the focus with Returnal, and it just looks like a lot of fucking that's a, fun. It's so. a big deal. And yes, Proto Bear, I am. I'm going to try to attempt to see Demon Slayer movie this weekend, Flint. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. To the well, it's, technically, I think how it's going to work is this movie is kind of like its second season or kick off the second season, but it's a bridge at least somewhere into the second season. So we've been waiting for a while for more of this anime. A lot of us. So yeah, um, I know Rave Cinema is playing it, so I might try to sneak down there. We'll see. Interesting. I know we got plans for Sunday. We got awesome. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk, let's talk about, about it. this. So let's give you let's give you a little preview of that. So uh, the two of us, along with our good old pal Half-Ass Beer Review, if you have not yet checked him out on YouTube, by the way, please, King Cuddles, will you set that link in there for him? Uh, the three of us are going to make a trip to none other than the famous Pigeon Hill Brewing here in Muskegon, Michigan, where we are going to actually try the oatmeal cream pie on tap. God, I love cream pies. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, really excited about it. There he is. Josh is in the chat. Yeah, we're actually yeah. going to make we're the trip very... there. We're going to hit up the brewery there, and then there's a barbecue joint right next door uh, that we're going to hit up as well, and we're going to get a lot of footage this time. We'll get photos. We'll get video. 
Uh, we're really excited to check out this uh, brewery and the barbecue joint next to it. So we'll be doing that Sunday, and that'll be up on our YouTube channel sometime next week. Really excited about that. Yeah, very, very excited. Uh, Blanco, I'm not going to get baited into that shit, for one. Uh, two, I was waiting to see if you two, were going to respond to that. Let me, two, for context, uh, yes. Blanco said, did you see that there uh, might be actually a Kotar remake in the work by Aspire Media? And he also followed that by saying, Revan shall be canon. Yeah, we'll see. So, uh, yes, Brian, to answer that question, I am probably not as as hard as some folks, uh, maybe as Proto Bear, but I am definitely a uh, weeb for sure. So He's a fucking weeb. Yep, yep. Absolutely. So, yeah, those are the things we got planned for next week on Management. We'll have something up on the YouTube channel with the, uh, what do we call it, B&B Quests? Uh, yeah, B&B, uh, B&B Quests. Well, for us, yeah, half-assed, uh, I don't know what he calls them, but we call them basically B&B Quests. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. Yeah. Go there, get some drinks, have some food, take all the photos, show all that shit to you guys and gals. Thank you so much for that, White Wolf. I know there was a yeah. couple others down below. Appreciate y'all. Uh, half-assed beer review. Um. I think uh, who else was there? The Miz. Miz. Um, thank you guys so much for those uh, subs. We really appreciate the support. It means the world to us to have you guys uh, invest in us, so to speak, and and show your love and appreciation. And it's you're the reason we do this. So thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Support, Thanks for that, Link King, too. Um. All right. Should we move on to the first topic? Let's move on to that first topic, Bob. Let's talk about somebody. No. Oh, no. Nobody. Let's talk about nobody. Uh, this is a movie we've been very, very excited about when it was first revealed early or late last year in 20 things. It was in the fall time when it came out. It's, it was delayed a couple of times, uh, but we finally got to watch it this past week. It was in theaters about three weeks ago, uh, and what Universal is doing is they're releasing the movies in the theaters, and then 17 days or so later, they're uh, moving it out to digital for you to rent there. And then I think it's usually about a month after that you can buy to own uh, so we finally were able to check out Nobody. This is uh, this is from director Ia Nashuler, but the writer is Derek Colstead, who wrote all three John Wick movies, and it's starring Bob Odenkirk, Connie uh-huh. Nielsen, Christopher Lloyd, Christopher and, Lloyd, and who else? RZA, RZA, <laughs> RZA. And uh, let me tell you something, guys. Um, we had high expectations. Going into this movie, oh, yeah. very high expectations because obviously you mentioned John Wick and you're like, okay, I want to see this. You know, there's gonna be awesome gratuitous violence. Want to see it? Bob Odenkirk obviously is somebody who has proven over the years that he's more than just a funny guy. Obviously, is Saul Goodman on Better Call Saul. He's been uh, revered there, but now we, we we see this trailer for him in this movie called Nobody, where he is. There's heavy John Wick vibes from the trailer mm-hmm. when we saw it. You know, kind of this mysterious guy with a checkered past, and you find out he's actually more than meets the eye. And Ooh. here we are. We finally got to sit down and watch it. Tony, I want to get your initial reactions to Nobody. And um, if you've watched it, if you in the <laughs> chat have watched Nobody, we want to get your thoughts in the chat. We'll follow up on them. Uh, so I want to preface this by saying I'm kind of an Odenkirk fanboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've probably heard me talk about Better Call Saul on here a few times. Matter of fact, about a day or two before this came out that we were able to watch it, the five-year, six-year Facebook jump came up as that memory and said, oh, man, I just finished Breaking Bad. I, I finished Breaking Bad later than everybody else. It was done for a couple of years, and I went back to it. And the first thing I said was, man, my favorite character by far was Saul Goodman, uh, Bob Odenkirk. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it, two months earlier, actually, uh, Better Call Saul had started, and I either didn't realize it or hadn't started watching it. I didn't start watching that right away. Um, and... It it comes down to what we said before, and I, we'll dive deeper into this too, but man, another one of these guys who are comedians and funny guys and come from these interesting backgrounds yep. 
coming swinging for this drama. And, you know, you got Saul, and then you get into something like this. You're like, really? I mean, can he pull it off? Like, right. Obviously, we've seen his dramatic ability. Right. He can pull off drama, but now we're in action well, now territory. now we're in action territory, so that's a little weird, right? And I'm going to tell you this. I wasn't but maybe a half hour or maybe 40 minutes in this movie. I don't even know. And I had to stop, pause the movie just so I could text dude and be like, holy fucking shit, this movie's blowing me away because there is a scene on the bus that I probably shit about four hands or bricks or what do you want to call them. <laughs> I was freaking out instantly because I was like, I was really enjoying the pace of the movie. Again, this is going to have some shades like John Wick to a degree, mm-hmm. um, but I, I keep saying that I feel like it, 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 it evolves past it it's its own thing and it really is and i honestly believe that and it set itself up for more as well too boy well i'll take more um but man i i I enjoyed it the entire time i thought the 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 humor in it was perfect it wasn't campy it wasn't overboard Mm -hmm. um even the because the christopher lloyd character is kind of campy but Honestly, it was in a was great way. In a great, and it really, it really worked. <laughs> uh-huh. Like all the stuff, like the, some of the mysticism with like his friend, like who's he talking to on the radio? All this crazy, like there was enough mysticism in it for it to be like, like what's going on? Like you want to kind of keep guessing or questioning, or you didn't know if it was going to be played out, and then it plays out, and you're like, that's kind of fucking neat, mm-hmm. you know. But um, the really like outside of the fact that I was having a, a fun time with the movie, some of the stuff that got real deep into it. Um, that we talked about uh, was like the beginning. Like there's this like never ending cycle of waking up every day, eating the same thing, boring life, hating your life, hating your job, blah, blah, blah. His, his marriage is on, you know, in this rocky space. Right, his, right, his, right. his son hates him. You know, they have a rocky relationship. You know, he's basically he's basically living the life that a lot of people live, you know, where it's just it's it's tedium and it's repetitive. Yeah. And there's just there's something missing. There's no excitement, and it's just it wears Nothing. on your soul. Right, right. And, and they did a really good job with that. Mm-hmm, with that, like montage. how they, yeah, how they filmed that, how they did it. It just really, it really, really worked. And one of the things I picked up onto it too was not in a lot of the scenes was the music, and I said it's kind of a, yeah, remind yeah. me of Joker uh-huh. um, with certain things that he would do when he when he would evolve or do something differently or you know outside of that 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 monotone kind of life that he was living. Uh, I thought that was a nice, nice uh, little addition. But, man, at the end of the day, I could sit here and talk about this uh, because I, I some movies really get me excited, uh, and this was one of them. I mm-hmm. love the John Wick mo- movies. Again, This it's its own thing. It really is. I do believe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes from a way different perspective than John Wick does. Um, it comes from this very, like, almost he's so past his prime that it's very amateur feeling, right. and it made it feel kind of grounded because mm-hmm. he'll get his ass kicked, too. Uh, but just to see Bob Odenkirk once again evolve yep. into a really fun movie, and 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 honestly, like I had high expectations, but it still surprised me. Again, mm-hmm. I I enjoyed it. So if you get a chance to watch it, I highly recommend it. Dude's gonna bust into it right now. Uh, Magus, to answer your question, uh, you can actually watch this on most digital streaming services. It's available to rent. I think the price mm-hmm. is about twenty bucks on just about all the platforms. You can only rent it at this time. Like I said, it just came out on digital in that in that capacity. So. I'm assuming in about a month from now you should be able to purchase it or rent it for cheaper. I think I looked up uh, uh, News of the World, and that's you can buy it for 19.99. And you can rent it for 5.99. So right now it's 19.99. It's a, it's basically a new release movie, so it's at theater pricing. But for 20 bucks, you're getting a pretty good flick. Uh, and just to kind of piggyback off what Tone said, first of all, Bob Odenkirk continues to show his incredible range and take on these different types of roles. Again, when we saw the trailer for it, I was like, man, that's pretty cool. I like Bob Odenkirk, but 
I don't know if this is going to work because it's Bob Odenkirk, you know. You, yes, drama is one thing, but to have the physical ability to do an action movie with a lot of explosions, shooting, punching, and all this stuff, you have to sell it. It has to work, and it has to look authentic. And for the most part, I didn't have any issues with it. It's, it's like you said, John Wick is a trained killer who is in his prime, whereas Bob Odenkirk's character, you find out, you know, he's – not who he appears to be, and he has a past, so he's a little bit more rusty, a little right. bit more amateurish in some of his in some of his settings. But it's believable, and he makes it work because you can relate to his character. He's a human person. He's got flaws. He's got uh, a complex life, and, and and he's dealing with struggles uh, of his own. And so it really fleshes out his character. But man, when the action ramps up, Bob Odenkirk is more than up to the task. Mm-hmm. He's really really good in, in all these scenes. Um, we mentioned that the supporting cast, Connie Nielsen's there, but you know she doesn't. She's not given a whole lot to work. Kind with. Kind of unfortunate because she's got some chops. Yeah, she's she's pretty good. So I mean, she's there as as his wife, who, you know, he's trying to build up their relationship back, and she's good in the scenes that she's in, but she doesn't. You know, she's not really there for much of the movie, right. which is unfortunate because you know we both like Connie Nielsen. She's really good, but you know, you look at uh, Riza, and then you, especially like Christopher Lloyd. You know, when I look, when I watched this, and I thought of the Christopher Lloyd character, I kind, it kind of reminded me of Diane Weist's character, and I care a lot. Yeah, like, I you got know, that you, vibe you too. You kind of get like, you know, they're yeah. older and they're they're just kind of like there, but there's a surprise lurking. Yeah, hell whereas yeah. Diane Weist's character is much more evil. You're referencing <laughs> what's the name of the movie you're referencing? Uh, I care a lot. I care a lot. Yes. She's much more manipulative. She's much more, um, mm-hmm. you know, just very, just just bad. Christopher Lloyd kind of surprises you uh, early, about midway through, and then at the end, there's just an incredible scene, and it's just like, okay, I'm on board for this. Like, what, once the finale plays out, you're either in or you're not. Right. And at that point, you're just like, yeah, this is fucking dope. I'm really happy about this. Uh, the gratuitous violence, there's a lot of it. There's some people getting fucked up in really bad ways. Not even to the kills, but just getting the shit kicked out of them to, like, yeah. a really bloody pulp. Um, there's some really good action scenes, some good... Uh, choreographs in there uh but overall you know the the other thing that's nice is that the story here complements the action really well right like you said like the right. the like bob odenkirk's character kind of like taking chances after living a life of just you know like we talked about just tedium and repetitive nature or repetitive nature of just everyday life you kind of see him evolve and try to piece his family back together and become you know he, he he's more embracing his past than he is trying to hide from it and it just works it just works it's one of those movies you guys where you just sit down and you watch it and you're like this just it just fucking works it just fucking works and you know I, after when i after i initially after i initially watched it i went to tone i was like you know it was good but i didn't you know i didn't feel like it was on the same level as john wick and then you got to talking to me and then i got to thinking about it i was like you know i don't think this i think that's more problematic of the way the movie was promoted it's the wrong way to look at it the, the way they promoted yeah. too they focused on a lot of the action and they had they kept mentioning from the writer john wick from the makers of john wick so you immediately you're kind of like oh fuck cuz john wick has set a new standard for action absolutely when you think john wick you're thinking holy shit action there's good action in this movie is it as like Finesse as John Wick? No. Is it more brutal than John Wick? I would say you could make a, a, an argument there. It's the narratives. And it's just, oh, so you're telling me it's worth $20 rent free fee? Yes, Josh, I think it is. I think it's worth $20. Just don't expect it. And again, this is more on the marketing. Um, uh, the mistake on the marketing is they try to sell it like it's John Wick. Sure, there are some tropes in there that you're like, that's very John Wick. Shades of John Wick, yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, 
it stands it stands just fine on its own. And I do um I, I really enjoyed it. I do recommend it for twenty bucks. Now here's the question. John, obviously John Wick is is heading into its fourth movie. Is this the type of movie that you think needs a sequel? Would you want to see more of this or are you happy with a one? Well they done? first of all they set it up for more. Oh absolutely. There's definitely an uh, opening and for more. Two, yes, and three, and that's mostly because uh I I just I can't get enough of Bob Odenkirk. That's, I that's... really cannot. Like if you've not watched Better Call Saul, and I don't know if you have. That's a piece. Um, I've only seen like the first season or so. Like outside of the amazing writer of uh, excuse me, writing of Breaking Bad and uh Better Call Saul, he's just there's something about his range and everything that he does, especially Saul. Saul is like an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. So for him, there's a lot of range that he has to do. There's a lot of real drama. Like what you see of him in Breaking Bad is not the character you see in Saul at all. Oh, really? Like, at, at all. Interesting. It's really a. It's really kind of like a, a either a, a prequel or a build of that character, however you want to say it. Uh, um, it's just and, and that really showcased his range. It's just wild because now we're talking about an action. And again, yeah, I would, I think it's, you know, I'm a sucker for action anyways, um, mm-hmm. but mix in some, de- you know, good acting, decent acting, and some drama that fits and works. Like, this movie worked, and it worked really well for me, so I would definitely want more. The last thing I do want to say, though, I noticed, and something I forgot to mention that I take note of, um, there's a lot of different little things in there. There's, I can't remember. There's, there's kind of an Easter egg thing that kind of, like, called out to something that from either of their past and I don't remember I think it was one of the last action scenes but I do want to say much like the puppy there's a little softness in this <laughs> yeah, yeah, and is, honestly yep. it starts out right at the beginning and I like because he kind of goes back through it yep. um it's really like the dog was entertaining and worked because it drove the story for wick this and one actually, and I feel like there was way more emotional value to it Whereas I almost feel like this was kind of like a wink and a nod like kind of like kind of like a parody of Cause, because right. obviously the dog was the motive that was like the trigger. Yeah, for that was Wick. the trigger. But I mean, there was much more. Like, dude, when that when that happened, I I legitimately was like, man, that's that fucking sucks. Like, I understand why. It's, when they, when they do this thing, it's more for laughs. You're not doing it for like it's oh, it's man, entertainment, but, but it's hilarious. Dude, it's fucking when he pops the can open, everything. <laughs> fucking great. So, uh, uh, yeah, honestly, like, give us more. Give me more. Fuck it. Why not? You want another one? You want another? Why, one? why I'd be, not? I'd be, I'd be happy with it. I why just, not? I don't feel like it's absolutely. Not, I'd be cool. I'd be fine if they didn't make it because we have more John Wick coming. I don't know if they need to do a competing series. Sure. Um, but I mean, I, at least I'm a big fan of Bob Odenkirk, and I see in Rin Jobs that when's the Mister Show remake? Uh, I didn't like the reboot when it came out on Netflix. Um, there was a. It a, wasn't very a, good. A short sit- no, but man, when that shit was on HBO, Mister Show with Bob and David was one of the smartest sketch comedy oh. shows I had ever seen in my life. It was that good. Like, the way all the skits were connected in some way, and, and it wasn't some direct connection. It was always some obscure, random thing that just kind of kept the skits going back and forth on to the next one. Mr. Show with Bob and David was fucking incredible. I actually found the DVDs. I had the, the two seasons. That's pretty awesome. Uh, and, and I've been meaning to watch them again. The Mr. Show with Bob and David was him and Bob uh, David Cross was so fucking funny. And Bob, like Bob's so goofy enough like he's had multiple cameos I believe on the Tim and Eric awesome job show as well uh, too really random. Maga um, says speaking of John Wick style movies, what about the director of those wanting to make a Ghost of Tsushima? It's not a matter of wanting, he is directing it. They yeah. are making a Ghost of Tsushima movie and uh I I can't remember his last his name. Um uh, it escapes me, but yeah, he is directing it. They they it's, it was on the Sony PlayStation blog. 
it's happening. Uh, he is directing the Ghost of Tsushima movie, so we're really excited. I think we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we're really excited about really that. Really excited Big about that time. because you take Ghost of Tsushima, it's the visual setting of a feudal Japan, and then you take it with the director. I think it's John Kransky or something Kransky or Kraski, Kraski. Um, he has such a visual style with action. It just makes sense that you pair him up with something like Ghost of Tsushima. So yeah, it's amazing. That's going to be fucking dope. Like, I'm really excited for that movie. I hope they take their time with it. I hope he crafts something wonderful and Sony isn't like, hey, get out there and uh, and do it. So uh, Cuddles says, I hope Jonah Hill plays me in the Banter and Babble movie. <laughs> Jonah Hill as Cuddles? I see mm. it. I actually kind of see it. Uh, Do you notice that the one actor who got his start in fame in the Mortal Kombat TV series that came on after WCW Nitro, and then he was the new agent in the second Matrix, and then he also, because I'm pretty sure him and the the director of John Wick and Keanu are all buddies, he was in, um, he was the main guy, kind of like main little guy in uh, the uh, first John Wick. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was in this as well, too. He's one of the main guys in the bus. That's right. He's got a long history back. He, the dude's actually like accredited martial artist and stuff like that. That's why he keeps getting these roles, but it was just kind of funny because he had a real small role in this one and he got his ass whooped kind of. Yeah, those guys. So it was just kind of cool that up. he keeps. It's kind of like those things, like these directors they have a buddy and they kind of pull him in. Precious, I need to be played by Lakeith Stanfield or Danny Glo- or Donald Glover in the B and B movie. Man, speaking of uh, Lakeith Stanfield, I didn't realize him and uh, Daniel um, Kaluuya. Are both nominated for um, fucking amazing for uh, uh, Messiah. I mean, both of them. That, that's one of the, that's so actor. far. That's one of the probably the top three movies this year. That's fucking sweet that those guys got nominated both of them because we were kind of wondering because I think one of them got left off the Golden Globes. I think it was like Keith Stainfield didn't get nominated there. Yeah, he but played he did uh, get nominated for an Oscar. And, and so. he's he, that's my boy. That's my boy from Atlanta. Yeah, he wanted to win something really. That's bad. fucking dope. So amazing. good on them. Well, I'm sure we'll, we'll probably talk about um, the Oscars this weekend. Here. Of course you do. I mean, I kind of do. I, t- I kind of do, but the, it's just like any of that stuff to me. It's popularity <laughs> comments. Half his movie says, I call Bruce Willis. I want this movie to tank. <laughs> B&B movie will not have nothing to do with Bruce Willis unless we're making fun of him. Correct. There's no way because uh, he would just actually he'd probably be pretty cheap. And just come here and just kind of wander through his scenes. Right. Two liners. Fucking douche. All right. Moving on from no. Uh, first of all, nobody recommend thumbs up. Big. Thumbs oh yeah, up. big big thumbs up. Big fans Uno, of uh, of uh, nobody. So make sure you check it out. Available on most digital streaming services mm-hmm. for twenty bucks in rental form, and I believe a month from now is when you'll be able to buy it, uh, usually for the same price, and then rent it for a little bit cheaper. So, moving on, Primus seventy seven. I finally made it. Welcome, Primus. What up, dude? Welcome. Charlie Theron is gonna play Tone. She is way too beautiful. There's no way. That's true. All right. Moving on to our next movie review. Let's see if I can say it. Synchronic. 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 Dude, we were butchering that all, all before the show because we were like, man, why can't we it. fucking say this movie's name? All right, so Synchronic. This is something that we stumbled across a trailer about a month ago. Looked at the trailer. I was like, man, this actually looks really good. And I sent it to you, and you're like, holy shit, this looks really good. And it, it occurred to me this actually came out last year in theaters, limited release due to the, due to the pandemic. Limited. And now it's finally available. You can rent it. Or it's also, I rented the damn thing, but then it came out on Netflix like two days later. Yeah, good work. Good work on my part. So you can actually watch Synchronic right now on Netflix. And holy shit, I recommend this movie. Really, really recommend this movie. Please tell me I wasn't the only one that struggled to watch it. In terms of like following the story or just struggled with the movie in general? Enjoyment, I think. 
He's talking about enjoyment. Okay, well, no, first no of all, cuddles. Tone, I'm going to come over to you first because I think yeah. you and I are a little bit different on this, just slightly. It's just slightly. Um, so slightly. Cuddles, if you would like to call in and chime in, I mean, I would yeah, love after we're done here. to get your thoughts on this, buddy. Sorry, it was so slow. Okay, well, let, so, well, before, hold on, hold on. Cuddles, do you want to call in? Cuddles, if you want to call in, I would love to get your thoughts on this. Wait for him to reply. I would like to hear Cuddles' <laughs> thoughts if he wants to call in. But Tone, yeah. please, your thoughts uh, on Synchronic. I really enjoyed the movie. Listen, it, anytime a movie keeps my attention the full time or I don't look at my phone or I'm not you know, trying to get up and use the bathroom or something crazy, which I know is rare, right? Um, I really enjoyed every minute watching this movie. It was a very fun movie. It's a very short movie. I, I think it would have benefited from more time. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> honestly, like a two, two and a half hour movie would have been better. Or like you maybe said, maybe maybe a series or something. I know you'll dive a little deeper into that. But uh, I really, really, really liked the movie. I didn't think it was great. Mm-hmm. It was another one of those ones where he keeps saying it, so it was close to greatness. You know, we were this close. I always go to uh, Ben Mendelsohn in uh, Rogue One. This close to greatness, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, I wish that we could have explored more of the reasons, the whys, the whats. Like some of the some of the stuff was very unanswered, and I don't mind stuff left to the imagination. Matter of fact, I think sometimes things work really well with that. However, you deal with time. Mm-hmm. We've got some good explanations about the workings of it in this universe. And how the dr- oh, other synchronic drug, yeah. Right, but, but you know, as far as that part of it. But, like, when you get into time, sometimes it just needs to be, I don't, I, I mean, I hate to say believable because it's clearly a fantasy sci-fi movie, but there is a level of, like, you, you want to kind of, like, believe it. Right. You know, especially you gotta, when it comes you to You got to suspend disbelief for a little bit for these types right, of movies. Right, but you, you want somebody to sometimes attempt, like, from a serious angle why the stuff works the way it does. And we didn't really get that. I felt there was like kind of a, a not a payoff with some of that. Sure. Because like when when he, when when there's time jumpings and he's exploring that and figuring that out, mm-hmm. I wanted more. Like oh, yeah. there was some really cool scenes. The Ice Age scene was probably one of my favorite parts of that entire movie, very honestly, and I'll never like even not the Not because of the caveman, but because of <laughs> how's that sound? That woolly man. Woolly mammoth in the background. <laughs> um you know, I just, that that's really about it. I mean like I don't have a whole I'd like there's probably some great conversation in there that I'm missing uh, about, you know, some of the um, uh, life lessons and stuff like that. And you'll, I know you usually will dive a little bit deep into that too, but um, for the most part for me, I just wanted more of that sci-fi. I just wanted more. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys have done some more films too that have some like cult following notoriety that I think we want to talk about at some point and check out. Yeah. Um, Endless is a the Endless is one is the one that's more. Another one too. Yeah, there's another one, but the Endless is the one that's really uh, um, is really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not around here, Rin Job. Wrong, wrong basement for that. Uh, but you know, um, again, I did enjoy it. I I'm gonna tell everybody watch it. It's one of the, it's not a super thinker. Maybe for some folks it is. I think there's a little bit of depth um, to it. Yeah, there, there's a little bit more depth. Maybe I missed some on. Um, but I did enjoy it. I definitely recommend it. Watch it. I had a good time with it. It's definitely far from the worst movie I've ever watched, and you know, it just wasn't great to me. It was a A minus. A minus is pretty good though. Not an A plus. You're not wrong about that. Uh, so first of all, this stars, you know, obviously Anthony Mackie and, and Jamie Dornan and obviously Anthony Mackie, we're all big fans of, you know, he's been amazing in, 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 in the MCU. He's got a couple of other movies that are really good. You, you, the first season of ultra carbon 
Is. He was in the second season, Altered That's Carbon. That's the one that was kind of it underwhelming. Wasn't, the writing was bad. It wasn't Anthony Mackie's fault. Okay. And he was great as Papa Doc in 8 Mile. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but Jamie Dornan, uh, who I am unfamiliar with outside of the fact that I know that he's in the Fifty Shades movies. My wife always talks about those. She's seen all of them. And she even said, you know, he's not that good of an actor. You know, he's not that. He's kind of like kind of weak in those movies. I was like, oh, okay, well, great. Can't wait to see this movie. Uh, but he's actually really good in this movie. Jamie Dornan is actually really good in this movie. I was like, oh, this guy's actually got some ability, and he does very well alongside Anthony Mackie. I think they're both actually really good in this movie. They have great chemistry. Obviously, they're lifelong friends. They've known each other for a long, a long time, so you got to have that chemistry, that synergy to make that work on screen, and they definitely have that. Um, they're both – they both have um, – a complex nature to them. Both of them have uh, struggles that they're dealing with internally in terms of like where they are in life. Uh, Anthony Mackie, you know, he, his family, he lost his family a long time ago and he's kind of just, you know, this, this, he drinks a lot. He's, he's just sleeping around. He just, he has no like real direction in life, but he's just kind of doing whatever he wants, you know, and I don't think he gets much gratification out of fun. life. Whereas Jamie Dornan's married, he's got kids, but his wife and him, they're they're at odds. Like he's kind of an asshole. Jamie Dornan's character is kind of an asshole, and he conveys that very, very well. But these guys work together as paramedics in New Orleans. And early on in the film, they're going around on all these different grisly scenes. People are dying in horrible ways. And the one uh um constant amongst all these scenes is there's um signs of this drug called uh synchronic. And it's like a, a, a what is it was um a genetically engineered drug or what's the word what 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 is it called um but the way they're dying is like like odd it doesn't fit the scenario yeah it's a designer drug that's developed so it's it can be legal so it's not illegal and that's like the one constant at all these scenes and so you know Anthony Mackie Mackie's character Steve uh, he's given some you know unfortunate news uh from his doctor yeah and yes. jamie dornan's character his daughter is um she disappears and related to synchronic as well so what anthony mackie's character does he decides you know look i gotta try to figure out what's going on here he grabs the last few uh packs of synchronic because it's been discontinued there's some stuff that goes down with the creator of the drug and that, I feel like, is one of those points in the movie where I, I agree with you 100%. I wish they would have went deeper into it. I don't know if they could have made the movie longer. Or if, I still think this movie probably would have benefited from going uh, as a miniseries. Or, like, you know, I don't, I'm not even talking multiple seasons, just a few a miniseries. Like, six episodes, like how we got with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So they could really take time to elaborate and dive into the plot. Because I do feel like they have some good ideas. But I don't want to say they feel rushed. I just feel like they're a little light. You know, it could have been explored deeper, I think. Yeah, it's, been more it's a little bit light. Uh, but overall, like the overarching story is really, really good. And the struggles that these two have to deal with and the way that they try to come to terms with them as they help each other back and forth. That's again, it comes back to their friendship and that comes out that, that conveys so well. And they're trying to help each other through stuff. And there's a lot of stuff when it gets into the time travel element. There is some really good ideas that is explained about midway through when the, the creator of the drug kind of explains Anthony Mackie how time travel works. He doesn't really explain how the drug is able to do it. He doesn't really get into that. But, you know, as long as you give me an idea of how the time travel works in this capacity, I'm cool with it. And it was decent. I thought it was pretty decent. Like, it was cool how they explained, especially um, when you're talking about a, a record. And the needle. That was a great way of. It was a great analogy. I really enjoyed that. And the way they come, how how they use that to describe how time yeah. travel works in this in this story. 
And overall, man, it's an engaging story. I was into it the entire time. I know some folks were saying it was slow. I just thought it was I don't want to say it was slow, but it, 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 it in an hour and 40 minutes, I felt like it was it was a pretty good pace. I felt it was a pretty good pace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it helps that the performances were really, really well. And despite the fact that this is a low-budget film, it looks really good. Like, this is a good-looking movie, both from a technical uh, CGI, sound, photography. Mm-hmm. Everything about this movie is high quality, despite the budget. I, You know, I just, again, like, I, the pacing was fine for me. And that's just it. It's like, it's, it's such a weird movie because like while i wanted more from from it mm-hmm. i was engaged the entire time like i couldn't stop watching it i was so into watching it so it's just kind of a it's just kind of one of those weird setups where like you know for me normally like in a movie like this i would be like eh, okay well i'm kind of losing my interest maybe or i want to do something different but i didn't at all and at the end of it i was like I enjoyed that movie, but man, I felt like I was just felt kind of bummed. Like it was anticlimactic, and that's just mostly from some of the explanations, some of the mm-hmm. filler in there that we didn't get. Yeah, there, there's definitely some stuff where they kind of oh, oh, seven dungeons, you dick. But actually, you want to claim? I'm like, really? Did it happen already? <laughs> that's funny. What a son of a uh, bitch. Uh, um, uh, no, I really enjoyed it though. I thought it was a really, really good movie, and I would love if more people in the chat actually went and watched it. Go check it out because I feel like. If we got a lot of people that to watch this, and we could have a community discussion one night uh, here on Banter and Babble, like have a community, a B&B community discussion night where yeah. we can bring multiple people on, focus on one topic, like a movie like this that I think is thought-provoking. I think there is room for interpretation. I think Absolutely. there is ways to and, and see things and be like, yeah, you know, maybe it, meant, maybe it meant this, maybe it meant this. Because the ending does leave a lot open for interpretation. There's a lot of different ways to interpret what happened to his to these characters. It's true. And I think there could be a good conversation there. So if you guys and girls, if enough of you check this out, it's available on Netflix. Check it out. We want to get your thoughts on it. And if you guys want to be a part of like a community discussion, I'd be all for it. I think that'd be a lot of fun because I think there's a lot of different perspectives on this movie, and that could make for some good conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So overall thoughts on Synchronic? I really enjoyed it. Uh, definitely watch it. It was uh, really good. It was it wasn't great, um, but you know I think a lot of movies fall into that. So definitely definitely give it a shot. I want to hear people's thoughts. Jay Hill says I think with all the streaming services now, we need more of the movies that are put into a short four to six episode series. No sequels, just basically a longer movie to flesh Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Fuck a yeah, man. A thousand percent agree. Fuck yeah. A thousand percent agree. I think that's and I feel like that's where we're kind of moving towards huh? with you know like HBO Max and Disney. Like they're all COVID. testing. Obviously, they're putting full <laughs> movies out there right now. But I think once they see the engagement in the viewership, they're gonna be like, "Fuck, man!" I mean, obviously Netflix and HBO have been doing it for a long time with a lot of their shows that have been that have done so well over the years because they've been able to really expand upon it because they're in in, in show format, like TV show format, as opposed to movie format. Right. And you take some of these movies that are really smart movies or really good movies that are just kind of like restricted to that hour and forty minute runtime or or a smaller budget. Man, if they could expand upon it and have a different outlet, a different platform to put their stuff out on, it could turn out to be a much better product. Yeah, and that's why, like, you know, sometimes, you know, that debate between, you know, the TV and the movie and this, like this, you know, like you can say with Star Wars, like, that's why some of the best stuff right now is on TV. They got time to flesh it out. Oh, man. Look at what an, what an idea. Crash says, uh, I want a B&B audio commentary for some movies. Oh, that's not a that's not a, well, without the realm of possibility. Yes, movie commentary, please. B and B movie nights. B and B movie nights is something we need to really try to figure out what we want to do or when we can do those uh, on Amazon. We could do like those viewings, or we can do something in Discord. 
uh, where we can get people in there and, and talk about stuff. I think that could be a lot of fun. We've definitely been working on some ideas for some of that stuff. It's just a matter of the time to execute, I think, is been our problem. Would love to get to that stuff, but Josh is so fucking adamant about me getting uh, channel points working. I guess that's the focus right now. Right, Sorry, right, guys. Right, right. Sorry, guys. Water no B&B movie nights until Jay Hill gets his uh, his options for channel points. Um, scroll down a little bit. There was some comments on it. And if you catch some stuff, I want to make sure I get everybody in here. That's what I'm that. gonna, actually, that's one thing I'm going to put towards channel points is, you know, if, it, if somebody has a particular comment. Code for Master Sonic. Right, right, right. I just want to make sure we didn't miss anything good. I know y'all got some good stuff to say. I want to make sure we don't. I know. Uh, miss, uh, was it Just Canadian said uh, they're really excited for that um, without remorse that comes out next. Yes, one, yes, next, very, next very excited for that too. Or not next Friday, the following Friday. That's yeah, it's the, just a couple out. But uh, yeah, April thirtieth. Really excited for without remorse. That looks fucking sweet. Just want to see if there's anything to talk about or highlight. You know, a lot of people uh, got some good stuff out there. Don't want to miss y'all. I know there's a lot going on in the chat all the time. We're t- we won't ever shut up, so but we appreciate y'all. Oh yeah, somebody had the the funny one that I did catch was uh, so Synchronics basically like nuke from RoboCop too. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, yes. Has anyone tried to watch tried the Watch Together feature in Disney Plus? Just wondering if it works and how it works. I haven't even heard of Watch Together. Yeah, it's like the Watch Party in that. Do that. That's, I don't even somebody's know. Somebody's got actual accounts. Please never shut up. I love listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. My comments are garbage. Please don't give me any points. <laughs> <laughs> Ridge, job, come on. And uh, Jay Hill has to mention RoboCop 3. How do you put uh, Jay Hill in timeout? Uh, we don't speak of RoboCop 3 around these parts. Yes. Huddle's fun out the hard yes, way. Yeah. We don't want to get him going on RoboCop 3. But, um, yeah, no, Synchronic is definitely worth to watch, you guys. I think it, it's thought-provoking stuff. I think there's a good story there. Like, you, like most of you agreed – more would have been better so um you know check it out share your you know share your thoughts on on youtube or in the discord whatever you want to get your thoughts on this mm-hmm. on this movie because i feel like there's a really good conversation to be had there so uh Agreed. king calls is gone here we go uh crashes watch party just sends a link to people to watch something on d plus in sync oh so everyone gets a link and then when you start watching it so we could all technically be in discord chat Everyone has the link. They click the link, and it takes them, and it starts the movie at the same time. I'm assuming that's what it is. Something to that effect. That sounds pretty cool, though. Something we could look into. Yeah, I mean. A lot of options. Nobody ever wants to talk about Mighty Ducks except for me and Cuddles. Oh, I haven't watched another episode yet. I love the series. Are you, have you been watching all of it? Absolutely. You're a fucking liar, I, I No, I'm not at all. I'm caught up on Mighty Ducks, dude. I'm, Absolute I'm enjoying fucking it. Liar. I'm enjoying it. You ain't enjoying shit. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our next topic. We got Caps caught up. A new trailer this week. We did get a new trailer this we week. Got a new trailer this week. Yeah. And it's one that I'm kind of I'm interested in because I really know nothing about this storyline. I know you've got some things that you wanted to say about that. There's some not you personally, but there's a lot of people kinda of hoping that this will kind of fix some stuff that's yeah, been yeah. done in the past. Some of us were talking about it on social medias too. But uh, uh let's yeah. check out the trailer for Shang Chi. <laughs> All right. September 3rd, <laughs> Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, tone, initial reaction to this trailer. Now, uh, again, uh, and here's the thing, man. Again, yeah. I am hyped for I thought it was a really good trailer, right. but I have no knowledge of Shang-Chi. That's fine. And I really honestly don't have a whole lot of knowledge either, truth be told. Um, you know, uh, I, there's not, not everything I'm able to kind of dive in or have a lot of knowledge in. This is kind of one of those ones where I'm at. Um, but before I break into that, don't forget, if you have not yet entered into the giveaway, exclamation mark, enter, will get you into that chance to win a B&B 
e-shirt or a coffee mug, one of your choice if you do win. 15 minutes. So, um, yeah, I don't know a whole lot about uh, Shang-Chi. The only thing that I'm excited about is that we're talking about the Ten Rings again. And what you were kind of referring to earlier. Now, of course, don't get me wrong. This movie looks awesome. Like, anytime there's any form of, like, Eastern-style combat, I'm probably going to instantly gravitate to it. So, I'm definitely already into this kind of uh, uh, action flick. So, um, but we know from Iron Man 3, having the Mandarin and Iron Man 3 is definitely very controversial in the MCU. I'm not as big a hater as everybody else because, um, and this would be something we could dive into someday if you guys want to talk about. I actually feel like there, I, there are some aspects of it I do agree is not good, but there's actually some existential, like, think of like the last episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. There are some definitely yeah. some 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 definite um, real story kind of stuff going on with that Iron Man three um, in a different route though, and it was hard for people to get, but that's fine. Point is, Mandarin in that was very very underutilized and kind of weak and, a, and kind of a goofball. Um, so what we're hoping for, some of us, is that either they fixed Mandarin a little bit. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. <laughs> um, we don't know if it, uh, if it will end up like that or not. They probably won't even mention it. I'm going to guess at this point they're going to stay away from the Mandarin. Just um, because of what happened in Iron Man 3? Well, yeah, I would hope they don't, though, because they did have that video come out after with mm-hmm. with uh, um, um, uh, Sir Ben Kingsley coming back and doing a little. It was like a, right. like a three-minute video or yeah, something yeah, crazy yeah. to kind of like help fix that because he was so much of a clown Trevor what a, what a, Trevor. What a goofy way to fuck that up and you have Ben King it just like, doesn't make like it doesn't make any sense like why would you fuck that up like that like I, I, yeah, don't even start on Iron Man 3 I know however point is looks great can't wait for it really really hope that there's something involving because the Mandarin and the Ten Rings kind of sometimes go hand in hand hopefully he's involved somehow maybe they fix that a, a little bit Um, that that's really the big piece of it I think for some of us out there right now I want to circle back to Iron Man 3. What was your issue with the Mandarin and the way he was portrayed in this movie? He was portrayed like a just an average dippy. Like, he had no... Like, he was calling himself the Mandarin, controlling the Ten Rings. Like, you saw the symbol of the Ten Rings behind him and the swords and shit like that. And you were thinking, oh, shit, like, this is going to get real deep into that. And then he just ended up being a goof. He was like a drunk, like an actor named Trevor. I'm just Trevor. I just drink beers and what's the ladies doing and stuff like that. Mandarin was like, you know, of of some of the ones that Iron Man could have that wasn't like an equal to him or something like that. Mandarin was a pretty legitimate like villain and and one of those ones that are bigger than just like a street level villain. He had some pull around globally. Mm-hmm. So it was a very big waste of that character. Man, that's disappointing. Uh, Crash says, uh, I'm very excited. Shane, she is very much a D-list character and I'm glad Marvel is going to bring him into the into the light. Absolutely. And I think that's you know, I mean, we look back at what happened with the Guardians, you know, right, yeah. you know, honestly, and, and I may keep making jokes about this. I'm like, well, this is basically what Iron Fist should have been. You know, like Iron Fist was so fucking shitty. What was, what was the deal with Iron Fist? Iron Fist, you had a dude that had no background in any form of martial art. And like, that's just one of them. Besides the fact, like, like I have nothing against Finn Jones. I actually don't mind his acting. He did not fit the role. Mm-hmm. And he definitely needed to be trained in some form of combat because you can tell like when you watch a scene like in daredevil season three when they're in the hallway doing that you know immaculate fight scene and then you have a scene in iron fist when they have to do like 30 different takeaways in a fight scene to cut it up 
you know that it's fucking stunt doubles and it's just bullshit. You can't have that in in like some form of like combat, especially if it's like an Eastern style martial martial arts because it's so fast. It's got to be fluid. It's 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 got a certain look to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it looked like shit. Dude, was no. it just multiple edit cuts and all this stuff? Dude, there it's bad. Like it's bad. Like so yeah, the, it, I can't it, think of anything that's worse than that. Yeah, and, and that type of combat, it's all about the fluidity. It's all about the way it's choreographed. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's a movie and it's got to be choreographed. Well, like you look at John Wick. There's a lot of scenes in that movie that are one continuous yeah. take. A lot. I mean, yeah, there's still cuts and edits and shit, but there's a lot of stuff. It's those long takes that gives you the that helps you appreciate. The style of combat, and when they don't have those cuts, if you just do fast, you turn into a Michael Bay movie, and there's edits everywhere, and there's cuts, and you're just like, what the fuck is going on? And it's it, it's so goofy. Uh, Carl says, Shang-Chi was an Avenger. I know nothing about this dude, uh, but the movie looks awesome. Somebody else said something. Uh, Magus said, too. from what I heard, the guy in the throne in the trailer is supposed to be the Mandarin from what IGM posted on Twitter. Cause yeah, cause Trevor was supposed to be like originally when they th- they said he's like, cause he even said it in that like I'm not the Mandarin, I'm kind of playing like as a Mandarin, but the Mandarin's not real, but he's play he's supposed to be like a real character. So I hope they address it. I don't want them to ignore it. Like they need to say it. Like yeah, we had this dickhead out there kind of like being the fake face of him because we don't want to know the identity of the real Mandarin. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping so. And uh, uh, Crash said something about too that there's rumors that these guys these won't be rings instead. Like rings, they'll be like bracelets, bracelets? or something. Yeah, he did. I, uh, I think that's a neat concept. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine on that. Like little things like that. Like doesn't you know whatever fits the narrative, right? Because they've kind of dealt with you know uh, something on their hands. Yeah, here's so. where he said, "Um, very interested in what they're gonna do with the Mandarin since I believe this version is an MCU original creation, and I think the ten rings being more of a bracelet." And an actual ring is a sweet change. Yep, I'm down with that. Down with that, like Sonic. Um, there was one other question I wanted to ask you about this. Oh, um, where, where, what, what, what's main storyline? Do you think this is going to be connected to? Is this going to be a stand? Like, where? How does this fit into the current MCU? That I honestly don't know. Like, the only link you theoretically could have would be Iron Man three. But I'm gonna guess this is going to play into a bigger picture. If I had to guess off the top it's of my like head, like a redo for this storyline, sort of like you know. I think this is a starting like they're gonna build for whatever like phase. They fucked it up in Iron Man three, right? Well, like, okay, f- phase four is kind of like a reset. Maybe New Avengers, King Cuddles. I think that's kind of part of it. I mean, you're seeing a lot of like shades of New Avengers and like the younger ones right now with like. You know, um, Scarlet Witch's kids and stuff like that. So there's very there's very big possibility of that too. I'm almost wondering if because of the rings and of of their power, I wonder if this is going to lead or have something maybe to do with the Eternals. I don't know. The Eternals is really going to be quite a deep dive and really separate from a lot of the material in some way. But you know, um, I guess we won't know. I, I really don't know for sure what their plan is with this. You mentioned before the show you stumbled across something online that there could be another reference to Wolverine. Uh, so there is a uh, sword. The Mir- Miramasa is in this, and um, I believe it was uh, Wolverine that's had his hands on that before too. Uh, you know, Miramasa is a name of of a sword of legendary status in real history, but you know it's used often in video games as well too. So uh, that name of that blade, I think, is somewhere in this trailer or something. But uh, it does reach back to um, yes, Wolverine. So. Fu- Fu Manchu, yeah, Fu Manchu is a whole thing too. So, so yeah, let's. Uh, uh, Crash always throws Cra- out Crash knowledge. Crash usually man. got a lot. So of I'm, I'm going to read stuff. it, and I don't care. Uh, Shang Chi was raised by uh, Fu Manchu. Not kidding. To be a powerful warrior and is sent to kill somebody, but learns that his father is actually evil. 
So I'm thinking Shang-Chi may be the son of the Mandarin. Got to cut out the old questionable things. Yeah. That's interesting. It's kind of he threw that a little bit light at me the other day. That's a very good take. Uh, Just Canadian, for the record, yes. I actually love the character Iron Fist. The series just sucked because... Just Canadian, are you referring that when you say I love Marvel's Iron Fist, are you referring to the show or are you referring to the character? What's the name of the character? Is that the character's name, Iron Fist? I didn't see, yeah, I didn't see yeah, anything yeah, with yeah, the show, yeah. so I don't know much about this Danny, character. The Iron Fist. Yeah, I can't even think of his last name because I don't care right now. Cuddle it's says he heard so Frodo Baggins is in the movie. That's fucking sweet. That's cool. No, is he mean? Does he mean? Is he joking? Does he mean like the character Frodo uh, Baggins? Or no, because there's ten he rings. He wants to take all ten to Mount Doom. Oh, okay. Oh, well, uh, Canadian's referring to the show. Oh, really? Wow, let's ban him real quick. <laughs> just kidding, just Canadian. Uh, Shane Chi is not only a master of martial arts, but he can also create multiple versions of, his, of himself to fight people with. I didn't know that. That's deep stuff. Well, that sounds I, fucking cool. I mean, overall though, I thought the trailer was dope. It had yeah. a lot of, like you said, a lot of the good, a lot of good combat, a lot of good mm-hmm. action. The character, the the actor portraying uh, his name escapes me. I saw it just the other when they announced it the other day because I never heard of this. What's movie. his name? Cuddles. Um, uh, his name escapes me, but um, appears to have that on-screen presence. He appears to have that charisma, so that's pretty dope. Uh, Panic says Iron Fist was a snooze fest. Um, laughing as that and Luke Cage was the two shows out of all the Marvel shows that I love. I heard Luke Cage wow. is really good. I'm a huge fan of Luke Cage. That's usually controversial to hear somebody else say that's really great. I think Luke Cage is very, very, very underrated. Um, I, I, there's some campy stuff. I could pick it apart a little bit on some certain things, but overall, I really, really like, uh, Michael culture as, uh, that character and liked how it fit in. Um, so I'm a big fan of power man, but caps just threw down a nice link in there, uh, for YouTube. If you guys and girls are interested, check it out. Um, Shane, uh, Shane Chi explained video on you. Oh, sweet. A little bit of a dive. What uh, Sim- Simu Lu, I, I think that I, I'm butchering the name, probably how to pronounce it, but Simu Lu, that's the person that's uh, portraying Excellent. Shane Chi. Excellent. But no, it looks entertaining. It looks fun. It looks like uh, looks like it'll be a good time. I'm really curious to see how it's going to tie into the MCU and how they're going to fit this character into it, and you know where, where his place at the table is going to be. But yeah, this was a this was a dope trailer. It was exciting, and that's all I really want from Marvel stuff. They know how to make a hell of a trailer, and it looks like a lot of fun. And 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 like Crash mentioned earlier, it's kind of a, it's a D list character. It's a smaller character in the MCU, and to bring them to the front, to, that's exciting. That's that's awesome. Because yeah. I mean, everyone knows Iron Man. Everyone knows Thor. Let's bring back some of the. Let's bring up some of these obscure. Uh, and they've got characters. tons of characters that can do <laughs> tons that. Tons of them. They've got huge, you know, huge portfolio of characters they can do that with, and that's exciting because they might not get the 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 fleshing out they deserve or the sight on them in the comics, but you put them, you know, Marvel MCU, put them in. There, fuck it, run with it. Like Crash just said, there kind of want Marvel to take unpopular characters and give them tweaked origins for the MCU, just so there's more unique things to that universe. Absolutely, hands down. You know, you, you bring in other obscure. They don't have to have huge parts you know, or huge. You know, they don't have to be a huge piece of the puzzle uh, at the overall scheme of things. But just give some of these more obscure characters that maybe people don't know about. Give them their, you know, their justice, so to speak. Yeah, I agree with that. So, uh, no. I think just Canadian. Uh, that's a lot. Uh, I will say. I will agree to disagree. I well, think. Well, before you get, let me. Let yes, me, yes, let me yes, just yes. Say it. yes. Uh, this is per just Canadian. Finn Jones was it, a okay. good fit. Aside from the fighting, because he portrayed the shyness of someone coming from a small, confined place to the unknown of the big world. I will say that the fighting was bad at times, but I think the big picture was of how he portrayed the character in its own. It could have been done by a better actor, I think, for one. Two, the the fight scenes, you're the, you're the immortal Iron Fist. You're supposed to be the greatest martial artist in the MCU or whatever you want to say, and he did not come across as it. It should have been... 
casted by another guy that could actually do a little bit of action work or handle it. It would have made the flow better. Wow. Wow. Cuddle says, I bet this will be a better martial arts movie than jujitsu. Dude. <laughs> I don't I don't think anybody's gonna challenge that. No, I I, don't, I think Cuddles is pretty accurate on that one. I think that's a safe bet. Iron shits. Panic Games is just giving Just Canadian the business right now. I know. Well, that this is what we do a banter and babble. We can agree to disagree. Agree to or disagree. disagree to, you know, disagree, or I guess. Or be a prick about it. Or be a prick it, about know? it, yeah. <laughs> All right. Before we get into our next topic, how you doing? What's, what's, I don't even know what's up next. Wait, man. actually, no, hold on a second. Wait, whoa, 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 Two minutes. Two minutes. If you haven't entered in yet, exclamation point, enter. To win an opportunity to choose between a Banter and Babble t-shirt or a Banter and Babble mug, your choice. Two minutes, five seconds to enter. Really excited about this, you guys. Um, I meant to uh, I meant to actually grab a couple photos of it to showcase them here, but all you have to do is click on the link to have an opportunity to take a look at what you want and let us know after the winner if you win. Let us know which one you want, and we'll have that sent to you. Uh, ASAP US only, I think. I, I mean, I don't how does that work if you buy it? We got to pay for the shipping, so US only, preferably US only. If you win, I don't, uh, know. I don't know how much it's gonna cost to ship a t shirt to Europe, yeah, yeah. We, you know, not with everything going on right now, it would be hard to, it'd be very difficult to do that. Um, so just needing, so yeah, so it doesn't have to be like there are people out there that can act and can do at least some, some physical work. Finn Jones can struggle with his acting and can't do any physical work. There's how many people on this fucking globe? They could have found somebody much better for that role. I know what you're saying when it comes to shyness and stuff like that, but did we ever see him don the actual true garb? Nope. And that's dumb too. Like it's the fucking iron fist, like two fucking seasons and we got hardly shit for it. Like, eh. not especially when the other ones were so strong, like, comparatively like right i argue with people all day that jessica jones was the strongest when it comes to the story side of it just from the story alone but i don't know it didn't have to be a name it doesn't have to be like a main actor too like finn jones is he, he was riding on the game of thrones name that's what was going on with finn jones but they could have found somebody that could have done a little bit who was, of both. He, who was he in game of thrones he was the uh uh knight of flowers uh tyrell i can't think of his full name Oh, oh I he think was the one that was, uh, you know, Renly's boyfriend for a while. Oh, that. Oh, and then okay, got, okay. And they got forced to marry, uh, um, um, Cersei. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. Not very well. All right, ten seconds. Ten seconds. Exclamation point! Answer. Get in the drawing to win a Banter and Babble T-shirt or mug. Whatever you decide, it'll be yours. Five, four, three, two, one. Jimmy Z. Jimmy Z. Hey, Jimmy Z, you are the winner. Congratulations, Laura Sorrell. There, there it is. Jimmy Z, exclamation point claim, sir. Exclamation point claim. Get yourself T-shirt or mug. Let us know. Exclamation point. There it is. Congratulations, Jimmy Z. Uh, Jimmy Z's a good dude. I like Jimmy G. He's always yeah. been a really appreciate, good guy. Appreciate your support for a lot of the time we've been doing this. Even. Yeah, appreciate it. So, Jimmy, I will text you. Uh, tonight or yeah, tonight, and you just let me know what you want. May or may not have a dick pic. <laughs> Saying <laughs> whether you want a t-shirt or a mug, just send me a text. Let me know if you do the t-shirt. Uh, let me know what size. Uh, Cuddles actually just down below said uh, some information on the shirts. Um, Stream Elements runs about average on their sizes, not tight or anything. So if that's the route you decide to go, let me know. If not, we'll uh, we'll get you going. 
Um, but yeah, congratulations, Jimmy Z, on winning. Yeah, awesome, dude. The giveaway. Appreciate that support, buddy. Um, now, now, you want to go to topic, or do you got to go tinky? Probably try to make a little. I can, Holy I can, shit, you guys! I can go He's a little going bit, yeah. to try to go a little bit longer here. Yeah, I can. I can. Yeah, we. Let's do this. All right, move along. All right, moving along. Moving move along, along move to the along. next topic. Let's talk about Invincible, episode six. And I feel like you like this episode a little bit better than I did. Yes. Uh, let's hear your thoughts on Invincible and why you liked it so much. Uh, because it kind of stepped outside of where it had been framing itself, which is very small circle of friends, uh, exploring more of his super friends and less of his, like, um, play with the mic a little bit, uh, less of his, like, real-life buddy from school. Um, kind of stepped him outside of that uh, zone where he had to really manage his identities for the yeah, first time. Yeah, he, he really did. I thought that was really unique. So I was even I was watching. Him like, oh, what's he gonna fucking do? Why don't you fucking do something, you dummy, or something? What's going on? Um, plus the uh the things they were fighting gave me uh shades of RoboCop. So I'll be very honest. That was there were like, some heavy RoboCop. <laughs> so I was really I was really way into that. Um, excuse me. Uh. But it kind of fit that, you know, that that trope of like, hey, you know, I'm the young high school kid going to the college and partying and having the girl problems. And it, it, there was a lot of cliches in it. Uh, was it its strongest episode? No. Did I like it more than you? Yeah. There wasn't a lot of overall story development, I don't mm -hmm. think. Um, but I did enjoy it still uh, probably more than like a couple of the, like episode two or three or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's really about it. There's it's It's not a. You know, we, we got some really good scenes, and I, I know you want to break. I'm going to leave that to free to break down. But there was some dialogue in this episode that could have been like uh, it could have been like a Scorsese movie, and uh, yeah. that was pretty wild. I really enjoyed that. So, um, yeah, good stuff. I, I'm I'm even on a bad episode so far. They might not be like you know great. They're not all turds though either. <laughs> I'm I'm enjoying it. I mean, I really am. For I mean, who knows how long till Kirkland's going to fuck this one up? But we'll keep watching. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, You're not uh, going to fuck it up that bad. No, okay. Um, you know, first thing I want to mention is, uh, and I know I'm apparently the only fan of Ezra Miller here, but uh, Ezra Miller actually was a, a special guest voice. I don't know if he's going to be in the entire series going forward. I think his character is probably a one and done. But Hopefully. Um, I mean, even though you don't like Ezra Miller, I mean, you have to say he was pretty good in this in terms of his voice acting. Oh, I don't give a shit about it, but there was a pretty unique voice in it, too. I don't want to forget to mention either. Oh, yeah. that's We'll talk about that. But, I mean, I mean... Overall, did you like the character Deacon? I mean, um, as sinister as he was. Uh, anybody that could have done his voice would have been better. Jesus yeah, no, no. Christ. Yeah, no. Actually, I did. I did. I, I didn't. I, I, Had I, I not mentioned it was Ezra Miller, you would have been like, Deacon's "That's a great character." <laughs> um, no, no. But uh, no, seriously, joke side. Uh, no, I thought that was a. Uh, it was very cliche. You could kind of know right away. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I thought it was a really cool character. I really, I actually did enjoy that. And I, I had forgotten about that because I was so focused on the Robocops. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I kind of forgot about that part of it. So. Um, but yeah, there, there there wasn't a whole lot in terms of the main story arc uh, until you know, with the exception to the ending, where um, you know, obviously Debbie is has discovered now that Nolan is more than likely the one that killed the Guardians, and uh, she confronts confronts him about it, mm -hmm. but not before uh, she goes to visit Art, who is voiced by the one and only Mark Hamill, mm -hmm. and she kind of gets that confirmation from him that you know, look, he had to have done this. But then Nolan shows up at the shop and uh, has a sit down with Art to kind of confirm whether or not Art is still on his side or not, even though he knows Art knows. And like you mentioned, it was kind of like one of those 
awkward scenes like in a Scorsese movie where there's like a little back and forth when you know there's more to like, the intent of one character. And Nolan obviously could just tear art apart if he wanted to. But, you know, art being his tailor and fixing his his, his suit and whatnot. Um, wait, who here has read the comics and watched the show? But Blanco, I have not read the comics. Um, but I have watched – I obviously have been watching the show – um, but right now, like I said, and I feel like, you know, he says, you know, I'm lost. I'm lost, too, because every time they kind of break away from the main story arc and they try to explore some of the, the smaller characters, or Eve, for example, in this episode, was just a goofy storyline. It was a weak storyline for Eve trying to f- figure out what she wants to do with her powers. Her daddy issues. And it was just <laughs> her daddy issues. Um, <sighs> but, you know, it was just, I felt overall it was a step back. <laughs> From the previous two episodes, obviously four and five are really fucking good. You know, episode one was strong. It had the crazy ending, the the Red Wedding style ending. Uh, two and three, we were kind of like, man, trying to cram too much into into sh- short time. But then four and five, they four really started sweet. to flesh out. Yeah, four and five, especially fleshed out a lot of the main storyline and kind of gave you an idea of what these characters their intent is. But then this one was just kind of a step back. I didn't think it was the worst one of the entire series. Uh, but overall, I'm hoping next week's episode will kind of pick up a little bit more and get back to that main storyline, especially with the robot and uh, those those two um, clones and what they're doing with um, uh, Explodey guy, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, uh, name with his DNA. So pretty fucking cool, though. It's yeah. There are some cool story elements that they're exploring. This was just one of the episodes where they just decided not to explore those, and you're just kind of like, shit, man. You know, when you try to like explore some of these side characters, and there's their arcs are just not as strong right. as the main ones. So kind of a meh episode, but we'll see. Overall, still enjoying it. I mean, the art style is beautiful, and, and I love the violence when it, when it does ratchet up. It gets pretty uh, gets pretty intense. But there were some strong elements to the show, but definitely not the strongest show and, and weaker than the previous two. No, and uh, um, You wanted to give a shout-out to one of the voices at the beginning of the right. show. So I noticed right away – that the first character that pops out that's a new character, college student, and I'm like, dude, that's Justin Roiland. Am I crazy? And sure enough, I paused it right away, and you could hear, because you could hear it, you could hear, like, that sounds like Rick from Rick and Morty without the, like, over-the-top, <laughs> Morty! You know, and sure enough, I paused it, and of course, I, I like tell you, I love that feature about uh, Amazon Prime, the pause in the IMD, and sure Jimmy enough. Z just said that, really love Amazon's x-ray feature. In dude, show. it's fucking great. And uh, so yeah, totally. It's it's uh it's uh Justin Rowland doing a voice there uh, real quick as uh in a little cameo, and then you know um which was exciting. But you know we we go back to that that uh, that discussion, and I'll wrap it up with this: is that you know that discussion that they had that felt like a Scorsese film or whatever you could say really any mm-hmm. great director in dialogue. That's really a tribute to J.K. Is it J.K. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons and uh, I always think Mark of Ham- or Mark Hamill and J.K. Simmons. I was trying to think of the Harry Potter writers for some reason. Um, <laughs> the two of them, because like, you know, Mark Hamill's been doing this for so long yep. and JK Simmons, like just, he even looks like the role. So he just, it, fits, it looks it like just, it's Simmons, just, it's yeah. just great. And like, you know, he's such a great actor. It's really a tribute to those two being able to do that. And they're probably not even in the same room. They're probably literally shooting or doing the voice acting in different times. But you know, that, that, that really, really, if it hadn't had people like that, it might not have come through well, like that. Yeah, it's, but it's God great. damn that, that really did. Yeah, J.K. Simmons is obviously he's very good at voice acting, and Mark Hamill is obviously. Yeah, because J.K. Simmons has been doing it for for a while too, for lots of different shit. You just don't realize like a lot of small roles too. Yeah, no, it was it was a great scene at the end there with with him and Art. So, 
hopefully that will carry over to the next episode. We'll get some more. And I do like the interactions between Nolan and his wife, Debbie, that things, things are starting to, Oh, really, that tension's really the good. The tension is really there. So Nolan dealing with a lot of issues at home. Uh, you know, the walls are kind of squeezing in on him. He's running out of places to hide. So it's gonna be really interesting to see how he deals with that being the most powerful human or most powerful person on the planet. Powerful thing. He can end a lot of crit- end a lot of things right away. Uh, Cuddle says, "Well, channel points. Can we do a community challenge? And if we mean it, uh, you do a B and B hot tub stream. I mean, it is the big thing on Twitch right now. That is true. That is is, the, is, it, is it really big right is, now on Twitch? Yeah, hot that's, tubs. Yeah, that's. You know, my wife's parents have a hot tub, and I could just set up the laptop out there. Yeah, but did you have to lick your lips when you looked at me? And I'm gonna make that, that like twenty thousand points. No, you'd have though. to do more than that if you want. You'd be doing it like in a week. Cuddles would just leave the channel. Oh, alone. Yeah. Some of these guys have twenty thousand sitting here. I guarantee That's true. it. God damn it, dude! If some of these guys probably have like multiple twenties of thousands. Actually, Cuddles, Cuddles, how many channel points do you oh, have? Okay, right so now? Cap has ten k now. All right, so we gotta put at least like like two hundred. Right, right, right. He has twenty k. Okay, well, it's about nineteen point two k for right, right, Jeez, right, right. I really got I really got to come up with some fucking shit for channel points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're I will get yeah, we're that shit on it, guys. sorted for you guys uh, very, very fast. Yeah. I do like the idea of doing channel points though for like the chat. If somebody wants to make a point of the you know a serious point about the conversation we're talking, so we don't have to like sit there and, and if they can't scroll call through, in, it'll actually it'll actually pop up in color so it stands out so I can. Well, see we do it. have the highlight that's already there. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I you can't think more than that. I can't do more than one. Like, I click on, I can't double click. Like, oh. so if they if they do like if it says highlight my 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 comment, yeah. it'll pop up so I can see it. So fair enough, Gypsy. Uh, points for shots. I do like that. That might be. Be careful. We might have to be careful. Uh, no, 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 no. TOS. Oh, terms of service. Uh, well, you know, look, we want to have some fun. But we also want to get the channel. Yeah, we got to we gotta, we gotta watch. Yeah, we got to watch the TOS. Well, stuff. we'll do some research. We'll do uh, some research. Yeah, that, that could be something that would be TOS. Um, I think it's time. Though. Oh, it's time. We almost made it, you guys. We almost made it to the final topic. The big one's coming. But he is. Uh, oh, it's a no-no. TOS. There yeah. it is. Yep, yep. Cuddles knows. You can't because you can't te- you can't cheers either to people technically. To drink to get them to drink. Kind. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if we could word some. Like, hey, you guys look like uh, you guys are right, right. You guys I, are cute. Hydrate. I'll be like, oh wait, you know what? Let's do a shot. Yeah, we'll yeah. take that as the call sign yeah, yeah, yeah. for it. Hydrate. Well, we'll hydrate. See. I don't want to fuck with Twitch. All right, he's got to go. Tinky. We'll be right back. We got Falcon and Winter Soldier. Big conversation. A lot of good points from this You're this up. week's episode. It's gonna be a good one. We want to get you guys and girls' thoughts. We'll be right back. And <laughs> look like a fucking psycho. Good. Welcome back. Good. All right, we're all done. Tone uh, did his thing. I ended up grabbing another drink because they're going down real smooth tonight. Plus, it's been one of those weeks. I don't know about you guys. It goes like seriously, man. When it comes to Wednesday, usually I hate my job enough to where it gets to Wednesday. I'm like, you know what? I need tonight. Thank you, Ant House Beats, for that subscription. You guys, if you're not following Ant House Beats, you better be. Follow him right here on Twitch. If you love his music, make sure you check it out on Spotify, iTunes. His his streams have been awesome because he's showing how he makes his music. It's so fucking good. So make sure you follow Ant House Beats. He does the music for Bantam Babel. We open and close with his music. So it's pretty pretty awesome. <laughs> this is the bathroom in Midland. Yeah. He, go, he, goes, he has to go a lot. Yeah, I like the Taco Bell in the mall in Midland. Uh, before we in get into uh, Blanco says you guys talk about the change to Xbox Live. Yeah, uh, as of right now, um, all free to play games. You don't need Xbox Live to play free to play games anymore. Everything from like Destiny Two to Fortnite, all that stuff. 
Um, you do not have to uh, have so um, silver tier again. Gotcha. Anyways, <laughs> silver tier. Uh, have as uh, beer review. Yes, that is raspberry lime goes, and it is tasty as fuck, my friend. Yeah, I haven't even tried that yet, and I gotta have one soon. It's really good. You should go get one, Mister Responsible. No, fucking dope. I'm already probably more. Interested. All right, moving on to our final topic. As always, we finish big. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Obviously, episode four was a an incredible episode. Yeah, how do you follow that up? The right? ending was absolutely incredible. It was action packed. There was a lot of great stuff going on. But man, for my money, episode five. Despite what we saw from some critics who criticized the the. The way they oh, kind of like the armchair critics, the armchair critics that kind of uh, criticize the show for exploring some story arcs of, of of side characters a little too much and not focusing on the main story arc. For my money, you guys, this might have been the best episode of the season. Yeah, I agree. We got plenty of action. We got plenty of action. The beginning of this episode was fucking wild with the battle between Sam, Bucky. And John Walker. Shades of Civil War, baby. Shades of Civil War. What up, Nug? Six Piece Nug, what's going on, dude? This episode was fucking awesome. Not from just an action standpoint, but from a narrative standpoint. This was a narrative completely episode. It was, and I don't want to say meta if that's the right word. It was very existential. We, we kick that word around here a lot, but I don't think we kick it around as much as we probably could it's a very very existential episode there's a lot going on in this one a lot of a lot of amazing storytelling going on um that you wouldn't expect i guess to some degree but hitting on some major stuff like before uh, before we get yeah, into yeah, that yeah before let's we do. talk about some of the other points first let's talk about the thing with john walker at the beginning let's talk about the big reveal right right so it's been hyped up and then there's another thing i want you to, to, to get your thoughts on as well is the um Obviously, the the reveal, John Walker, the battle, and then uh, what was the other thing that I wanted to get your thoughts on in the episode before we get to the uh, let's talk, let's start with those two things first. Sure. So so at the beginning of the episode with John Walker being on trial, really kind of like yeah yeah okay he he did something pretty bad in a public uh, space. It's all over. You know he um, used the shield to beat somebody, bludgeon them to death. Um. His trial, though, really kind of like if you re- you really got to dial back and look at the perspective of things that he was coming from, what he was saying. Yep. Listen, war is not a pretty thing, and 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 we all know that, right? There's a lot of bad stuff that you're gonna do, and a lot of stuff that you don't say probably. Even witness, do. not even doing the stuff that you witness. Right, and you know, clearly the scenario was a little bit different, but the way he was kind of like treated in that trial was just like another throwaway and we see that too often like listen we ask our soldiers to go somewhere across the fight a war they have nothing to do with mm-hmm. and then they come home they might not and, even agree with yeah and we and, and they come home and then we just yank the rug out from under them you know i know friends personally that have dealt with the things they've dealt with the va trying to get the things that you know that they they have right coming to them you know they have rights for or uh, they deserve, you know, for their service and things like that. And it just kind of felt like this trial, because he points it out, he's like, you know, more or less, I, I've done these things for you, the things I've done. and You trained me to do. Yeah, you trained me to do, and then here I am, I'm being thrown away, right? And 
you know, without any, you know, proper support or therapy or whatever you want to say. Um, so it was very, very real in that sense. And, um, that was really, I mean, I think that was really just one piece of what was going on this episode. I don't think I expected this episode to dive as deep as it did. Mm -hmm. Um, but it sure did. That was really kind of like, that was what kicked it off. Yeah, that was an, an incredibly powerful scene. And El Blanco says, can we take a, a moment to appreciate Wyatt, Ru Wyatt Russell's range? Wyatt Russell is a phenomenal actor. And boy, oh boy, do you get shades of his father when he gets mad or certain scenes. Oh, he's yeah, stuff. he's got that. He's got that jaw. That He's got that look. He's got that intensity. When he yells, he sounds like. He, he, dude, there's there's a whole lot of Kurt Russell uh, that, 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 that comes from Wyatt Russell in the scenes where he has to be very intense, very vocal. And yeah, dude, the scene where he was on trial was so powerful because you feel bad for him. You understand he made bad choices, but he made these choices because he was pressured into it. He wasn't really given much. They're just like, here's the shield. You're Captain America. Now go fucking do what Steve Rogers did. There's a lot of pressure in that. Right. He's had so much weight on his shoulders the entire season. And I'm not, I'm not, and I don't want you to make it sound like I'm justifying what he's doing. I'm not justifying his actions as Captain America. I'm justifying his anger at the court martial at that hearing, why he was upset, why he's being, because basically they're saying, look, dude, you're fucking done. You're not getting any benefits. You're done. But that too, but like with that pressure, like you're the decisions you make because of that pressure, you're not always in your right mind necessarily. Like you're gonna run on emotion. Right. He ran completely on emotion when he did what he did. And I was telling the wife that when we were watching that too. I'm like, he's not a bad guy. They're framing him in some way as a bad guy. And sure he might be a bad guy, but like anybody could make like just think of it think of it was like your brother or something. Mm -hmm. How would you have fucking reacted? Right. And, it's, and that's the thing about this show is that it's really kind of giving you a lot. It's giving you some real perspectives mm -hmm. and wanting you to really kind of think outside of your comfort zone and put yourself in their shoes. And they did that. I think they've done that really well with John Walker. Right. Yeah, it's not Steve Rogers and it's not our Captain America. We get that. It feels uncomfortable and weird. Right. It's supposed to. It's supposed to. And so after the court scene, we, we, we had heard rumors that we were going to get a big reveal. Uh, a big, uh, a new character or somebody, a big character is supposed to be introduced in this episode. And finally, after the court scene, the powerful court scene, John Walker and his wife are in, in, uh, in the hallway outside talking about everything that just transpired. And up comes a, a, a person walking up to them, introduces herself. And we finally got to see Julia Louise Dreyfus, who is playing the character. And this is the name, Contessa Valentina Allegra de la Fontaine. Also known as Madam Hydra. Madam Hydra. A really cool scene. She basically comes in with the same energy that we see in her from her character in Veep. Uh very confident, very well spoken, very uh convincing. And we finally got to see uh this big reveal, man. What what what's the uh the importance behind her character? Uh that remains to be seen. I mean, I mean there, what is there's our, some speculation. I mean, so so it shows for first thing I'll say with MCU it shows that Hydra is still alive yep. and active more. Yep. She was originally an agent of shield at one point. She dated Nick Fury at one point. Um, and then she kind of spun off and did some of her own things. This could, my guess is, is that, you know, some people speculate, could she be the power broker? Cause we still don't know who the power broker is. Right. Hope that, we have to find potentially, out. Potentially she could be that, that sure. He's probably working for the power broker would be my guess. Um, but is she creating like, you know, an evil team or something like that, or trying to get, you know, because technically, you know, eventually 
uh, you know, John Walker turns into U.S. agent, who's kind of like, you know, a little bit shadier version of Captain America. So um, it's just exciting. I'm a big Hydra fan. Right. And as a big fan of, like, Winter Soldier and stuff like this, which was very prevalent, uh, Hydra, um, this is good to see this kind of still coming alive. I'd, I'd listen. Overall, I don't know what the plan's going to be with her necessarily. Like, I felt like the reveal was... It's cool because new character, but it was kind of underwhelming. I think we, I myself, falls into the, like, oh boy, they're they're making all these like hints around Wolverine. Is it going to be something big? Like just like with WandaVision, we wanted you know Reed Richards. That never happened. That didn't happen. So right. the problem is, is like we all get excited and we all sit in you know social media rooms and circle jerk each other, and we want certain things, but we don't always get them. So you got to, at the very least, even if it's not what you want, and have to fl- you don't have to flame it. Like people do that. Um, I think, the, and that's cut you off. I think no, the interesting fine. thing about this is, though, is compared to Pietro, who ended up being just kind of like an an homage, like you know, hey, there's a guy who played you know Pietro in another right. in the other series, but that was pretty much all we got out of it. Whereas this one, you have an Emmy winning actress, Julia Louise Dreyfus, right. and this is going to be a character that's going to be prevalent going forward. A whole You're new not, character. Yeah, this is a whole new character. That's going to be coming going forward into the MCU. I think that makes this a bigger reveal because obviously it's Julia Louise Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. It's a new character, and this isn't just going to be a one off or just kind of like a little wink and a nod. Right. This is setting up for something bigger with her. That's my guess. And and like I said, like you know, I fall into the the fanboyism and want these characters. I want. I'm, I've been wanting. Listen, I've been saying for fifteen plus some years that. Boy, I can't wait till someday before I die. Hopefully, Marvel gets back the properties to X Men out of Fox, right. and it finally happened. And I probably jerked off like five nights that week of excitement. I'm just, I'm just being honest with you. Um, Too honest. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, so like, I'm one of those guys. I want, I want these characters that we haven't had under the MCU to be announced and get them going fast. And I got to slow myself on it. So. Because it's a Hydra character, regardless, and mm-hmm. who she is, Madam Hydra and all that stuff, it's still really exciting to me. I I, I fucking love Hydra. Hail Hydra <laughs> all fucking day. Oh, my. Um, it's fucking grand. So, um, you know, we don't know how it's going to fit yet. We'll wait to see. I'm excited about it regardless. Uh, one thing I want to mention is uh, Half-Ass Beer Review said, uh, the writing on this show does a really good job of leading you where they want. At the start of the series, I wasn't sure if I was on board where the shield was headed, but everything they've done has pulled me in the direction that they're taking it. I almost felt similar to seeing the X-Wing at the end of Mando. Ooh, interesting. Good. Cuddles did say, I know Cuddles also. We got a few vets out there too, uh, Ant House and both Cuddles. Uh, Cuddles did say that, uh, you know, um, as far as they, they don't train you to like kill like that in open murder or, or uh, when he killed him with the shield. Full blooded murder. Full blooded murder. He's like, they don't train you to do that, you know. So you're right on that too. I, I'm more highlighting like the the emotional break that you have and the choices that you make and how you react in that moment. You know. I think even, you know, in that sense, sometimes even people that are trained sometimes can't control their emotions. His best uh, friend just died. Jay Hill said, My big question is I heard she was going to be introduced in Black Widow, but that got delayed so long that she got introduced in this first. The rumors are still that she will have a little uh little cameo in that as well too, or at least have something to something in there too. So because originally Black Widow was supposed to come out with front before this, that was supposed to lead into this, so now it's kind of going backwards. So there's still something there, Jay Hill. We just don't know that thread yet. COVID kind of fucked things up, so yeah. <laughs> Panic just said that too. I heard she was supposed to show up first in the Black Widow movie. Yeah, when, once COVID hit, it kind of screwed up the release of everything. Obviously, uh, Black Widow is, was supposed to be out what in November? 
Black Widow was supposed to be out last May. Last May. March. So obviously he's been pushed back quite a bit, so that kind of fucks up the timeline. So they're probably trying to do the thing the best they can to kind of keep things in order. But um so that was really, really interesting to see her character finally revealed. Cool. Awesome to see Julia Louise Dreyfus, obviously another acclaimed actor or actress in this move in this series. Mm-hmm. That's all the MCU does is pulls in these just incredibly award winning actors to portray these huge characters. Yeah, and you know, it's it's a lot of these folks who are kind of, you know, in their twilight of acting. Uh, Stallone. Right. You know, Nathan Fillion, well, that kind of got shot down. But, you know, um, now you got her as well, too. It's like, I'm not saying these people are begging for a McDonald's coupon for dinner. Right. But it's cool to see that they're pulling in. the. It's just showing you that Money definitely plays a big part of it too. Money makers draw. Well, see, and the in, thing but... is with Julia Louise Dreyfus, she had a very, uh, she's had a very successful run of Veep, you know. Right. So she knows good content when she sees it. So not only is it, I'm sure money has a lot to do oh, with yeah. because it's Disney money, but at the same time, these are performers. I don't want to say Stallone so much, but like Julia Louise Dreyfus, she looks at the the material that she's going to be, you know, a part of, and she'll be she'll decide is this good for my skill set. And obviously, she was really happy with what she saw in terms of like the the, mater- the material. Yeah, she's mega rich because she gets that Seinfeld money still. Well, that and I think she's married to a or her dad's a billionaire. But he, she but, she comes from like a ton of money, right? But I the point correctly. is, like, I, if ten years ago we wouldn't have this conversation because the MCU wasn't where it was. But now, once we get flash forward through Endgame and you get all these actors in, and it's and you know these are the movies people are talking about almost twenty four seven for the next one because Disney does what Disney does. And here we are, and these people want to be involved. And then you start getting some of these actors involved, and then instantly some of those like that notoriety kind of you know continues to rise as well too. So it's 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 awesome. Like you know, fuck it, I'm 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 all in for any anything. Hydra is always going to make me excited. So. so we got the great battle at the beginning with uh, Bucky, Sam, and and John Walker. We got the reveal of Jesus, Antessa, Valentina, Allegra, De La Fontaine. AKA Madam Hydra. So we got that reveal, which was dope. But then we kind of slowed things down a little bit and started to explore what's going on with Sam at home. But then we got to a scene. Uh, we obviously were introduced to Isaiah Bradley a couple episodes back. We got to find out that there was another person that was uh, very similar to Captain America. Mm-hmm. And then we got more information in this episode. And it's this meeting between Sam and Isaiah might have been the best writing, the best uh, interaction between characters, the most revealing human stuff that we've seen in the MCU. In the entire MCU. In the entire, down. not just the TV stuff, in all of general, in all, in, in all, in all of the MCU. Absolutely fucking powerful, yeah. powerful stuff. Yep. And um, Tone, you know, obviously Sam goes back to uh, Isaiah to talk to him he has the shield with him and isaiah goes on to explain what happened to him and obviously you know he his story is almost plays out verbatim to what steve rogers had done mm-hmm. you know they, they they tricked uh well obviously not verbatim but you know isaiah bradley was tricked with multiple other black soldiers getting a, a, a tetanus shot when they were really injecting them with the serum to see, you know, in the process of trying to like perfect the serum. And they told him it was tetanus and all these guys got it. And a lot of them died from it. They didn't react well to it. And only mm-hmm. a few of them survived. And it goes on to explain that at one point, uh, a bunch of um, his fellow soldiers were taken prisoner 
He busted out of where he was at. He went there. He brought them back. But because he had busted out, the U.S. government jailed him for disobeying orders. Used that against him. Used it against him. The very way that they praised Steve Rogers for doing it in Captain America. Mm-hmm. He went against orders. He went in to save his, his fellow soldiers, brought him out, and he was celebrated. Whereas I, Isaiah was like, Punished for three years, put in jail, experimented on, tortured basically, trying to figure out why he reacted so well to the serum and everyone else didn't. You know, and, and, and so he explains why he fucking hates what that shield represents. He, he, he explains his disdain for the United States. And I understand that. When you think about what he's been through, the, the the bullshit and the torturing and the put, put, being prosecuted and jailed for basically doing the same thing Steve Rogers did yep. because he's black. That's that that shit is so just sobering. It was a very powerful conversation. It's so sobering, and then he he says the line that has really just kind of stuck with a lot of people. He said this: "They will never allow a black man to be Captain America, and even if they did." No self-respecting black man would want to. And he's saying this to Sam, and you can understand Sam's struggle. You know, because, you know, that's Isaiah's perspective. So I understand it, and it makes sense why he's angry. Mm -hmm. I understand that. But then you look, you have to look at it from Sam's perspective. You know, he's trying, he, he was friends with Steve Rogers. He knows what Steve Rogers is good, but he also knows how... The country views that sh- that shield. They right. know the meaning behind that shield. And he feels like, look. He knows the man behind it. He knows the man behind it. And he knows that, you know, he's put in his time. He's he's saved millions of people as Falcon. And, you know, he he's like, look, I belong here. I belong here. This is my country, too. And it's not about the color of the person behind the shield. It's the shield that people are looking at. And there's the meaning behind the shield. And, man, it was just... An incredible episode because it, it really gives you a look into the conflict that Sam is dealing with as whether or not he wants to be Captain America, whether or not he wants to don that shield. It really brings a full circle to where he's at with it. It's, it's, it was an incredibly powerful scene, and it was, it was the, some of the best writing we've had that we've, we've seen in the MCU in general. And, you know, there were some people that were critical of this episode because it deviated from the main storyline. Uh, you know, and I can't help but wonder if this is something about the whole, you know, we need more action because they set this up as an action movie, as an action show. And I think it's something, you know, we talked about and some of those, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's white dudes who are pissed that they're exploring these things. They're exploring these themes because comics are supposed to be their form of escapism. Right. And they don't want these politics in their comics. But guess what, you guys? This is what makes these characters so in-depth. And relatable. And relatable. And there's one thing that Tone sent me. I sent this because of Crash, actually, speaking of which. This is, this is really good stuff. This is from Stanley. This is, uh, I don't know where this he is wrote. This is probably, what, does it say the year on that? It, it does. I can't see. The you know year what year on. this came from, uh, Crash, by chance? Well, Crash is uh, looking that up. Here's here's a here's a a, a comment that Stanley made. In, it was like the eighties at at the at the earliest. Yeah, it says Stan Soapbox. From time to time, we receive letters from readers who wonder why there's so much moralizing in our mags. 
They take great pains to point out that comics are supposed to be escapist reading and nothing more. But somehow I can't see it that way. It seems to me that a story without a message, however subliminal, is like a man without a soul. In fact, even the most escapist literature of all, old-time fairy tales and heroic legends, contained moral and philosophical points of view. At every college campus where I may speak, there is as much discussion of war and peace, civil rights, and the so-called youth rebellion as there is our Marvel mags per se. None of us lives in a vacuum. None of us is untouched by the everyday events about us, events which shape our stories just as they shape our lives. Sure, our tales can be called escapists, but just because something's for fun doesn't mean we have to blanket our brains while we read it. Excelsior, Stan Lee. Stan fucking Lee. So, Stan fucking Lee, first of all, that, that's amazing, right? Um, and, and, that, and that's it. That's it right there. There, why, like, yeah, exactly. Respect, you know. It, it's it's so it's such a shame that we have, and I'm not gonna do spin too crazy into this, but it's just such a shame that I feel like we can't appreciate good storytelling and being relatable to things that don't aren't familiar with us. But that's where we're at. It's really unfortunate because you got this great storytelling, and all we're doing is focusing on the other shit. And Isaiah, Isaiah's story is heartbreaking. It really is. But you know it what? Well. It makes a lot of fucking sense considering how this country right. has treated black right. people. Black soldiers, everything. I mean, they, they shit on them. Yep. And, it, it's, it, and to sit there and pretend like none of this stuff exists in the comic world, in the comic universe, would be such a slap in the face. You know, you can't sit there and pretend this shit doesn't fucking exist. In in a comic space, you can't you can't do that, and the way that they've done it in this episode specifically, and in this series as a whole, they explore these real social issues that we're dealing with now. It's fucking incredible. It's really good stuff. It gives you great perspective, mm-hmm. and it's just it's so well done. It was it, the scene with Isaiah and Sam might be, in my opinion, the best scene, the mm-hmm. defining scene of this series. Yep, I def I I absolutely agree. Um, it was very existential. It was, uh, uh, like as I was watching it, I kept saying, my God, my God, this is, this is just unreal. Like, holy shit. Um, King, I, I definitely see what you said. Um, that's actually going to come up in just a moment as well, too. Cause you are absolutely right. That is one of the big pieces we talk about as well, too. If you want to read some of the stuff out there saying, but I King, I'm going to come back to what you King. I'm going to finish out with that one actually. Cause that, that, that part of it actually, uh, continues in some of the best of that uh, series as well for that episode. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Crash first. The interaction with Isaiah Bradley and Sam was very well done. It was not only tragic, but it was very enlightening as well. I know that no self-respecting black man would want to line in Sam's nephew's memor- mesmerize will stick in Sam's That's That's the one thing that I thought stood out, too, is because obviously you have Isaiah's perspective. Mm-hmm. He sees that shield as just, it's a horrible thing. It's false. It's bullshit. It's, it's weak. But then you look at Sam's nephew's, they're mesmerized by They're it. Playing with They're it. playing sure. with it. They they love it. They 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 know what it represents. They mm-hmm. they know what it represents from a Steve Rogers perspective. They know that it, what good it means. Isaiah understands the evil behind it. 
So, I mean, that that's where the conflict is for, for Sam. And, and I agree with Crash. That is fucking awesome that they have that dynamic to kind of give you both perspectives. Uh, Ann House says, helped, uh, this helps Sam make up his mind. No black man would want to be Captain America. But then again, the way Sam is built, he wouldn't want to sit back and let America be America and will want to try for a change. Boom. Boom. That's what makes this show and the writing and the characters so compelling. Yes, there's a lot of shit stuff that's gone on. But Sam understands I have an opportunity here. I have an opportunity here. And I think that's what makes it so fucking good. Uh, you mentioned, is this the one from Cuddles yep, here? I'm gonna come. I'm going to hit that on the last piece here shortly. Um, let me see what else we got here. Uh, Crash is looking like the version of Stan Soapbox was from Avengers 74 from 1963, sending another good Soapbox entry to Tone if interested. Prime time for uh, LBJ Civil Rights era. There you go. Um, yeah, it was just an incredibly powerful episode. It was incredibly powerful. I'll, I'll have you come back here to Cuddles. Um, let's see if I can find it. It moved. Here. A little farther. Some elevator music. So, uh, Cuddles said, Sam's story is amazing, but you cannot uh, look at Bucky and his struggles with getting away from the Winter Soldier. So, yeah, so that's the other piece of it. So, like, this was a, you know, the, the series has always been kind of more of a, uh, uh, Falcon uh, focus. Um, it, well, I mean, it's pretty even, but like because he gave the shield to Falcon, he kind of I just kind of run with Falcon right. and Sam. However, you're absolutely right on that too, because as we see with John Walker at the beginning, and the issues he's dealing with as well too, as being you know uh, a, um, a vet as well, uh, the stuff with uh, you know uh, Sebastian Stan Bucky is very very pivotal too, because. It really, really, once again, shows his PTSD and the things he's dealt with, because that's what it comes down to, right. his struggle since being the Winter Soldier, transitioning back. It's it's very shades of real life when a lot of folk come home from active combat or wherever it may be um, in his PTSD. And, you know, um, while we talk a lot about that focus on Sam and he had his big moment, there was a really big pivotal moment in this episode really started last episode with the repairing of that boat together, which I thought was fantastic because it was very existential too, like them, them building the boat, rebuilding the friendship. Right. And I said this to dude earlier. I said, it makes me, it reminds me of like, you know, back in like, you know, 20, 30 years ago, even when, you know, uh, you'd be outside, you know, there was no social media where you maybe you weren't playing video games. You were throwing around a baseball or a football with your friends playing basketball that's what it felt like. They're literally just sitting there having a very real, you know, very real dive into a conversation into some reality while they're tossing the, they're t instead of a baseball, it's the tossing shield. The shield they're around. catching yeah. it, you know, because yep. they both can handle that. And, you know, we forget sometimes that Sam's background comes from, you know, dealing with folks with uh, mental issues, PTSD and such like that. And, you know, we see Sebastian saying, I keep saying that, I'm sorry, uh, Bucky's character grow this, uh, this uh, episode or the series as well too. And that was really like a big one for him because they're out there, they're having that, they're hash, they're hashing it out. And, and he's telling them like, you got to stop living in the past, man, move forward, move forward. And that's what's going to help you. And, and that was, that was huge as well too. Like, yeah, a lot of the focus definitely was on Isaiah because it's, it's got a lot to do with the, the, with the mantle that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, we're also healing Bucky. And that was, I mean, all around the episode, again, we're talking about, we've talked about two or three, four big points of this entire episode. Right. This was literally my favorite episode of the series. It was so, so huge. 
and it, it's 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 very mind-boggling and disappointing to me to see the reactions from some folks on this but you know again they're not going to completely get it so i mean I, don't get me it. wrong i love action i yeah. love it and the action has been plentiful in this series right but man when you sit here and you take the time to explore the depth of these characters mm-hmm. it makes it complements the action perfectly yep it, and it's definitely necessary and it goes back to what stanley said you can't sit there and pretend this shit doesn't exist you really can't um we got some more good comments here uh let me see if i can find one here um thank you cuddles yes i totally agree with that and that was a that was one of my favorite scenes was them tossing that uh shield around uh al blanco said um let's go quick the fact that oh no, that's not the one i want to read from al blanco he had another good one. Uh, oh no it was panic games um the touching uh on baron zemo and the flag smashers has been interesting they see themselves as being heroes in their own stories so it'll be interesting to see what happens with baron zemo now we talked about this a little bit too he's one of the raft he's heading back to the raft and now hopefully now i'm hoping dude because you know he walked up not the way they did it, I could I could understand if we don't see Baron Zemo again through this series, the last episode. But man, I would love to see an end credit scene because we got a mid credit scene in this episode. That's mm-hmm. we'll talk about briefly for a moment. But I would love to see an end credit scene of the next episode. Shows him at the raft, and we see our boy Thunderbolt Ross. Thunderbolt Ross putting together some of the villains, maybe for a little team that he wants to do on the side. That'd be great. <laughs> that could be pretty action, dope. Baby. That could be pretty dope. Uh, and how said if uh, villains see themselves as doing the right thing from their perspective, that's why we're all will always be the heroes of their own story. Heroes of their own story. I mean, it's this, this show has um has been just so well done. I mean, obviously, and here's the interesting thing. Here's the interesting thing. Now, um, obviously, uh, people the these shows put in uh, Disney Plus puts in Emmy, uh. What's uh Emmy suggestions for their shows? You know, hey, look, consider Emmy considerations. Yeah, the way they classified Wandavision for their Emmy uh, uh, consideration was that it was going to be a one-off show. This is going to be a one-off limited series for Wandavision. When they submitted their stuff for the Emmys for this show, it was for a series uh, in a way that there'll be a second second season. Fuck yeah, give me more. They, like, the way they yeah. submitted it, WandaVision is, works because it's limited. I get w- it. WandaVision worked great as a one-off because you yep. can't really go back to that spot. Right. I mean, it is you know it's it's done. Whereas this, the way they submitted it, leaves it open to possibly be multiple seasons, which yeah. I fucking hope they yeah. do. Yep. Oh yeah. I don't care how much Anthony Mackie and, and Sebastian Stan asked for; they're worth every penny. And Disney has the deepest of pockets. Mm-hmm. Make that shit a fucking thing. Season two. For show. Yep. For show. It I'm has ready. to happen. I'm ready. I want it. Has to happen. But was there anything else about the end the end credit scene? Let's just like the end credit scenes. Go ahead. Uh obviously you know, John Walker is d- upset. We go to him in a workshop. He's putting together a shield of his Shades own. Shades of Iron Man. Shades of Iron Man in the in, in, in the caves in, in Iron Man One. On the shield he's got his is it the Purple Heart or no, the um Congressional Medal of Honors. Yeah. yeah. He's building a shield with all of his medals on it as a reminder, look, this is who I am. You made me this. That was wild, dude. That's a that was a wild middle end credit scene. I mean, we have no idea. Now, that's the thing. Do they have like a final showdown with John Walker in the final episode, or do you think it's gonna be more focused on the power broker? Uh or is do you, I mean, because I feel like Wyatt dude. Russell is the type of dude that you can carry on through the entire I, MCU for a while. Right. I don't know if he does the US agent bit, how this is gonna work out, but with um uh Contessa involved, aka Madame Hydra, 
I, I think she's recruited him up, and he's going to be a big part of everything going so, forward. Maybe, yeah, something. It, something's going to. That's the crazy thing about this. Like we keep talking about like this crazy deep dive into all the stories and everything, but it's almost like this episode was so good we forgot about the power broker. I know. We forgot about what John Walker's going to do. We forgot about the fact that Agent Thirteen hired Bartok to do shit. Yep. Like, what's what's Sharon's story? What's what's Matt Sharon Rockler. up to? Well, that's what I'm saying. Agent Thirteen, Sharon. Yeah, there's a lot of shit they got to yeah. explore in the last yeah, episode. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised to? if that that middle she, middle she works for the power scene, broker. That middle credit scene was probably a setup for something oh. else down the line. I don't think we're gonna see John Walker come in and fight these. We guys, might not you know? see it all this next episode, but fuck, we could be surprised. I mean, who knows? I, I don't know how long the episode's gonna be, but uh, this this was just this this has shaped up to be just man. Disney knows what the fuck they're doing. Awesome. And again, it's a testament to going the route of streaming services and multiple episodes that allows you to flesh stuff out, flesh characters out, and yep, really Dark build Avengers, up baby. stuff. It was a wild episode, man. It was really, really good. Was yeah. there anything else that stood out? I mean, obviously, I think we hit on everything. Baron Zemo, we don't know if we'll see him anymore. John Walker. We will we see know. him eventually down I mean, the in road. This, in, yeah, in, but in this series. Maybe another series, maybe in a movie. Now that, you know, hey, you know, now that this is a whole MCU umbrella, these guys can just transition to TV, back to movie, doesn't matter. You know, what's interesting is that, uh, obviously, Wyatt Russell, uh, his dad was in Guardians. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell was in Guardians. And um, earlier this week... Uh, they they interviewed uh, Wyatt Russell, and they're like, "Hey, look, we know they're doing uh, they're doing uh, they're, there's there's word of a uh, Escape from New York reboot, and uh, you know people are wondering, are you gonna take up the mantle of Snake Plissken? And Wyatt Russell said, "No fucking way, that's career suicide. There's no way I'm doing that." Right. Which is which is good on him. I was really happy when I read that because obviously we've seen Wyatt Russell has range. Wyatt Russell can do a lot of good Fuck stuff. Reboots, man. Yeah, and I mean, look, man, Escape from New York is one of my all-time favorite Carpenter flicks. It's an amazing movie. Not only does it not need a reboot, it doesn't need fucking Wyatt Russell playing Snake Plissken. That's a Kurt Russell character only. You know, we heard rumors about a, a, a Big Trouble in Little China reboot with The Rock, and I love The Rock, but man, we don't fucking need nope. Big Trouble in Little China reboot. Uh, a couple more comments here. Why are people confused about the case that the Sam was given? I feel like we all know what's in it. Uh, Cuddle says, is Bucky's arm fucked up, and did he use his favor to get Falcon the suit? I just fucking major yawn. Fuck me and the goat ass. <laughs> uh, definitely got to be a whole new set of wings in there, clearly, and hopefully with the uh, red, white, and blue colors. Ooh. That'd be hot. That. That'd be hot. But... That is going to do it for this week's show. Yeah. That is. is going to do it for this week's show. First of all, big shout out to everybody that tuned in tonight. Thank you so much for the, the people that subscribed. Hopefully, y'all are checking out that swag. If you have any suggestions, the colors of the t-shirts, different options, anything like that, let us know. Obviously, this is just the first run of stuff. We will go in there. We'll tweak mm-hmm. them. Get whatever you guys need. You want on those t-shirts. You know, I'm always working on different stuff. But um, we appreciate your support. Seriously, we appreciate your support. Uh, congrats to Jimmy Z. He was the winner. Let me know in a text, Jimmy Z, what you want, whether it's the shirt, the mug. If you want the shirt, let me know the size and the color, and we'll get you hooked up. But, you guys, thank you so much. Seriously, thank you so much for being here every fucking Wednesday and talking pop culture, talking movies, talking games, talking TV talking shows. Talking shit. Talking shit while we get drunk. We appreciate the hell out of you guys. It goes very, very much. We appreciate the support. And all we ask of you guys is just share it. 
Yeah. Let your friends and family know. Uh, I see we got a couple more reviews on iTunes. Fuck yeah, you guys rock. Thank you so much. Uh, post them on Facebook. Post them on Twitter. Tell your friends and family. Uh, let them know. 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on Twitch. We're always uh, we're always live. We, we, we just we just want to talk. We just want to talk and, and get y'all involved. So next week we'll be talking about Mortal Kombat. Yep. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The yeah, finale. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about Invincible. We'll preview some Returnal. We'll, we'll preview some Returnal, which drops next Friday on PS5. And then whatever else happens over the weekend. If there's a movie you guys and girls have been watching that you think is really good that we should check out, let us know. We have plenty of time. We can watch something else. But that's going to do it for tonight, y'all. Fanboy Tone. Okay. I'm the Dude 79. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next Wednesday, 9 p.m., right here, Banter Babble. Good night, everybody.